All right. So, quick introduction of some things you already know. You're part of a quick response group of doctors and scientists with the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. You work for the Emergency Operations Center, that is the crisis response section of the Office of Public Health Prepar Preparedness and Response. Its experts are known for being able to respond to emergencies within hours, formulating a broad strategy, and uh, when an unidentified infectious disease breaks out, they're the ones who get called upon. And that happens to be the case in this scenario. So, a lot of you have been woken up by either a uh, pager or phone call or text message on an emergency line. Effectively, grab your go bags, hop on an airplane, we will see you in Hudson Well, or Hudson's Well, Arizona. Once you get there, uh, you will get a quick briefing. However, an email was sent to you that you will be able to read on the flight over that Jason currently has. And upon landing, uh, the text message specifically indicated that you are able to contact your, uh, effectively, a handler, Stacy Marholm, Associate Director, any time of the day, night, and she will be there to pick up and provide any sort of assistance that she can. Okay. Would we have previous knowledge of the type of assistance we could expect from under the bounds of what she can, looks like? Yeah. So, first is a quick run-through of quarantine, get a quick little description of what can expect in terms of how society will interact or react to it and what some of the expectations are. The quick and dirty is most, um, most quarantines are done in hospitals or lab or, uh, or homes. Um, often homes are the only ones that are really going to raise any sort of local media coverage um, with hospitals being ones where sometimes it slips under the radar if it's not a uh, particularly deadly outbreak. That being said, declaring quarantines and states of emergency is something you probably will not be doing as it hasn't been done since the Spanish flu. It's not something you were expected to jump to immediately, and you need evidence behind it. Come. DPEI, by the way, is the Division of Preparedness and Emerging Infections. Mm. Enhancing the ability of the CDC and its public health partners to prepare for, prevent, and respond to infections and diseases, including outbreaks, bioterrorism, etc., etc. Are we going into a quarantined hospital or anything, or...? You'll be briefed on your travel from the airport to the town itself. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, the, in the email, in the memo that we received, um, the emergency call that the DPEI received 
was from a doctor, uh, a full-time physician at Hudson's Wells Catholic Hospital. Hmm. So it looks like our 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 ground zero is is this Catholic hospital. In less than 24 hours, eight patients have been admitted with suspect symptoms, including two medical staff, and four of them have already died. Uh, high fever is universal, intense headaches, uh, coughing, nausea, disorientation, hallucinations. Uh, Dr. Strickland, the one who sent the call in, uh, has isolated the patients and requested immediate assistance, which is why we're headed over there. So whatever the thing is, is already outside of the hospital, quarantine in the hospital, wouldn't do anything? Yeah. I... They were admitted, which means at some point they were outside, which means that whatever they have has been exposed to other people. And you would definitely assume with DPEI involved and you being contacted, they probably have quarantined the hospital or at least have set up a quarantine in the hospital. I don't think it's necessarily... But anyway, the quarantine it says eight patients have been admitted, but that doesn't mean from outside. Okay. Right? Because that could contract in people who are just visiting or, mm -hmm. like, you know, like not civilian staff, but non-medical staff and things like that, right? Yeah. Okay. There's the possibility, but... We'll just have to see on ground. Yeah. Boots on ground will definitely help you in that regard. Antibiotics are being resistant, resisted. Uh, Tylenol doesn't produce fevers. Cooling blankets are only... Marginally effective. Yeah. We're, we're supposed to get there, identify the illness, set a treatment plan, locate the source of the infection, evaluate, and then advise on contagion and containment. Okay. And that is from Stacy Morrow. So we need to know what they all have in common. Mm -hmm. If they've all been to a similar place, same place. Stacy has prepared some more information for you as well. Has given you a map of Hudson's Well. Marking some of the locations that she knows uh, to be important. This is free for you to mark as you see fit, as you find new potential areas, if you need a visual representation of vectors and where spread is coming from. Mm -hmm. Uh, she also links some standard understanding of the EPA's personal protective equipment guidelines. If at any point in time you're curious what level of protection is what, you have some options. I would put that as a secondary read as it goes into fine detail as to what classifies as what level. The most important thing to understand from that is that if you're dealing with a uh, high level of uh, protection required, anybody who interacts with you as you leave that hot zone has to be one level below or higher in order to contain that spread. So if you set up something for a, what is it? A level? Mm -hmm. A level is the highest. Positive yeah. pressure, totally encapsulated suit. So if you set up for A level, then you need the people who are doing the scrub down for you to be B level. Okay. Yep. So part of that is going to help you understand is it worth our time to gather people together, get them 
to organize the proper level of quarantine for whatever it is you might be doing. of you managed to land around the same time in Phoenix? <laughs> that would be... The plane crashes. crashes. We all die. <laughs> <laughs> Try again. <laughs> oh, the worst of choose your own adventure. <laughs> that that early in the book, you make the wrong that decision. That sucks, just, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I haven't even gotten five pages in and I'm dead. You already did. Yeah. I have landed in Phoenix around 2 p.m. local time. You've managed to gather your cargo, rent cars, and set out to Hudson Wells, which is a small desert town about 270 kilometers, 170 miles, northeast of Phoenix. So at the very least, you've got some time before anything there spreads to bigger cities. First question. How many vehicles are you procuring for the drive? More can be procured on site if you would like, but I want to know how many you're starting with, how many of these are effectively rental cars. we we'll probably start with one. I mean, we're just running to the hospital. Okay. We should probably start with two. Two? Yeah. And that gives us uh, an opportunity to split up if we need to do research off-site. Without, without having to go through the rigmarole. Of mm-hmm. So let's um, let's requisition a uh, like an SUV or something like that, so we can load equipment into the back mm-hmm. if we need to. Yep. Um, the, if you guys don't have on sheets, um, and I think some of this will be news to you for the newer character. Uh, everybody has the following go bag. Each researcher keeps a suitcase ready for travel with clothing, toiletries, any necessary medications, personal protective equipment such as gloves, masks, goggles, duct tape for jury rigging repairs of their hazmat suits, and a CDC credit card for travel expenses. It's also assumed that each of you has a computer and a phone. Your computer is a toughened laptop computer with a satellite uplink. The laptop's titanium case is actually Armor 5 and can be used as a shield once after which is effectively the laptop is useless. Each researcher also has a satellite phone and a high-end smartphone. These offer extensive personal library. As a team, you have a portable diagnostics lab. This is a severely bulky, heavy black, or set of heavy black suitcases. It is equipped to perform real-time conversions on uh, cerebral spinal fluid, protein, electrophosphorus, uh, protein, immunoblots, and sorted blood culture tests. Mm-hmm. You can use medicine and science for these tests. Outside of that, you also have a... Uh, there is a single large suitcase, metal, weighty, inside. It's packed with exotic and restricted pharmaceuticals. Sure. The good shit. Yeah. Um, It's nicknamed the Doomsday Bag. Right. Because this is stuff that can help you with 
anything from illnesses to literal chemical weapons. Yeah. Also, as a group, you have two level A suits and two level B suits for each researcher. Each okay. of them is stored in a large red duffel bag. So each one of you has a large red duffel bag with two A and two B suits. In terms of equipment, that's what you've got guaranteed by your position. Anything else will require a bureaucracy check to see if it's either a little too unreasonable or wasn't prepped for this circumstance. Okay, so I think we should uh, we should have when we land in Phoenix, we should have arranged with um, the EOC some kind of with a like a civilian car rental company or something like that, just to get an SUV and then maybe a sedan or something mm-hmm. like that, just so that we have that on on hand, quick and easy. Yep. Does that require bureaucracy rules? Or? No, that's reasonable. Okay. Yeah, um, that's something that. Uh, Stacy would be able to phone ahead and get set up. Um, something you could just send a quick text to let her know what you need, and that would be taken care of. We use the uh, SUV to load up all of the um, you know, heavy suitcases and the equipment and everything. And the sedan will just be for quick, quick travel for you to split up. Sounds good. All right. Mouse, come back. So set the scene for me. Who's driving in what car? You've landed, you've checked in with the rental company, you've got the two sets of keys standing out, looking over the parking lot where they've pulled the two vehicles up. You've got just tons of bags around you at this point, most suitcases, a couple of metal. Well, uh, someone's going to have to uh, drive the the big one. Um, That's... I... uh, Pretty safe driver. It's up to you whether you want to hang shotgun or, or not. I'll take the sedan and um, see about getting us a place to set up. That sounds good. They don't drive. <laughs> ah, you're from LA. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> the Dr. Jester, was it? Yes. Yeah. Well, you're more than welcome to come. Come with me. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's move out. All right, load up the vehicles. Along the drive, you get a call, uh, which ends up being a group call from Dr. Marholm. All right. This is what you've trained for. It's honestly a little worrying how much damage this has done in just a couple of hours. We're still trying to get an understanding of what's going on on the ground there, but this is what you've trained for. I believe a lot of you can manage this. And I'm just going to go over the basics, remind you of what you're there for. You've got four main missions on the ground. 
first and foremost is identify the contagion. If it's something we already know, we can mobilize an effort much quicker. If it's new, then we've got to determine how to treat it. If we can prevent more people from getting sick, or prevent people who have gotten sick from dying, we will be able to contain this much quicker and much and with much less loss of life. Third, of course, is preventing the contagion from spreading. This includes studying victims medically, interviewing victims and their loved ones to determine any sort of lifestyle patterns, and if necessary, or establishing isolation and quarantine protocols. But there's no point in setting up a quarantine unless we know what we're dealing with. Above all, do no harm. This means protecting yourself from exposure as well as protecting others from exposure. It means restricting your treatments to what is necessary and conducting no experimentation in the field or risky treatments without informed consent. Since this has already claimed lives, I'm willing to bet you will find many of the people there willing to consent, especially some of the medical staff who have gotten infected. Look, I don't need to reiterate this. You've worked with me for quite some time. If this goes south, this is probably it for me. We need a win here, not just for the people there. If you need anything, I will be by my phone 24 hours for the next however long it takes. What we have her on the phone, I would ask if there's any way for us to get tracking data on their phones for the last X amount of time. Go over for the police to get any of that information. That'd be better than trying to ask them questions. It would be lies. <coughs> we can do what we can, but we still have to follow certain privacy restrictions. That sounds like a big ask on this we have um if you can find something that makes this a quarantinable outbreak... Then we could get several concurrent warrants. Exactly. Be able to get sweeping access mm -hmm. to that type of information. Unfortunately, right now, you're going to have to do it the old-fashioned way until you can prove this is going to be worse than the Spanish flu. Until this is the next black death. All right. Nice sweet on have any autopsies been done on the... Let's not talk about that. At this point in time, no. Okay, that seems like that should be my first order of business. Uh, mm. Best to see what this is doing to find out how to treat it. Make sure that um, if there is... If one of the dead is uh, listed with uh, no next of kin, uh, that would be obviously the fastest route. But otherwise, you'll have to get uh, uh, permission from their, uh, from their relatives. Exactly. Unfortunately... Uh, we're looking at a, a situation where you're going to have to make a hard call. I recommend adopting one of these methodologies as you move in and as you start to understand a bit more. 
you either need to keep things calm, prevent a panic, keep people in town, and solve this problem, or you need to lock things down hard. But to lock it down, you're going to need evidence. You can talk with the sheriff and the mayor of that town. They will be able to find ways to prevent people from coming and going. You're looking at a small town that effectively has one way in, one way out. One main road. Little blockade solves a lot of that problem. But that could cause people to panic. Not everybody trusts the police, and they'll try to find ways around. Put people in a cage, most people try to find a way out. Well, at first, to the best that anybody who lives here knows, these are eight deaths. Not even eight deaths, four deaths. That's not abnormal for a hospital. That's not even, that's not even uh, public information as of yet. Uh, we got that information from Dr. Strickland, so perhaps that is contained to the hospital itself. I think for the time being, it is. Well, let's uh, stick with the soft approach mm-hmm. for now, and then yes. uh, as we figure out the, the, the vectors of this thing, we'll, uh, we'll see if we need to lock down hard. One last thing. These are trying times. I understand it's still fresh in our memories. 2011 was last year. If this is a bioweapon attack, it will be very easy to lock things down. But panic is going to go through the roof. Yeah. Understood. I honestly would rather hope this is just another disease we haven't encountered yet. So whatever we think it is, don't be wrong. Unfortunately, that's your job. Pretty sure that's in the contract. (sighs) Quick bit of background on Hudson's Well. It's an unincorporated town, about 5,000 people. Mining, some light industry, you're in Navajo country. Plenty of ranching. It's got a couple of those gimmicky theme-based locations uh, around the Native Americans in that area, but majority of the population you'll be dealing with, about half, is of some sort of Native American descent, either Navajo or Apache. The rest is going to be mostly Mormon, with a small contingent of Hispanic. Do we uh, have the ethnicities on the, uh, the, the current dead and the infected? You will have to check in with the doctors on site. We'll leave nothing locals left there. No. I believe the majority of them, to my understanding, are mostly white in that regard. Mm. There's no municipal police department to deal with. You'll be dealing directly with county sheriff. They do have a station in town. My understanding is they only have a couple of troopers there at a time. So, at best, they're probably going to be able to shut down the interstate. Outside of that, in terms of official resources, county and state are going to be your most your most immediate sources of manpower if that's necessary. As mentioned, state troopers can handle automotive traffic easily. Mm. 
County deputies have a couple of vehicles to work off-roads and in the desert, keep people from bugging out. And keep in mind, your troopers and deputies are also trained in hazmat suits and decontamination procedures. If you need somebody to scrub you down, you've got effectively the troopers, any of the nurses and doctors in the hospital, and that's about it. Anybody else does not meet these strict guidelines, and you would be risking contamination employing them in your decon setup. That being said, I understand extreme circumstances. This will be your call. So it seems like it's at least not problematically contagious if the rest of the hospital's not dead yet. I think it's too hard to make that call. Yes. We're still within the first couple of hours. I'm okay, so we didn't get this email like a day later. This is... Yeah, this is pretty much right on top of it. The memo says that maybe like 0800? Yeah, mm-hmm. at 0800 today. And so now we're there as like in the early afternoons. Yeah, oh, or 1400. So that'd be 2 o'clock, yeah. There is the Flagstaff Medical Center, about 150 kilometers west. It is your nearest major hospital. They have half a dozen doctors and nurses. And you can expect them to be able to drive out to Hudson's Well to help with any outbreak, should that be necessary. At this point in time, I can imagine a number of them are making their way over. And I know a couple of them, I believe, are on site at this point. Flagstaff. What was the name of the hospital? Uh, Flagstaff Medical Center. Okay. Outside of that, you will be going to, as mentioned in the email, Hudson's Well Catholic Hospital. A short little bit of history. It is a Catholic hospital in name only. It was endowed in 1920 by a prospector and Catholic Hospital was in the uh, requirement of the clinic's name. That being said, they've only recently added on the second floor. Uh, News reports that I've gotten in while you were in the air is that they have turned that into a set of isolation and quarantine areas. Okay. Got a map available for you that I will send to your phones, and of course, they will have those printed out for you on site. So we need to go find Dr. Strickland and get some more information. Yes. Agreed. Are the corpses at the hospital? Yes. I, I have not been told of the uh, circumstances, because unfortunately that location is not large enough to have a fully functional morgue. But my understanding is they are preserving the corpses for you. Is there anything else, Doctor? I believe that's it for the time being. There should be a little bit more information coming your way. Uh, In terms of what the doctors have been able to find out, in terms of when people were administered, uh, admitted, admitted, and when conditions worsened. They have effectively denoted, at this point, three stages to the disease. Last little bit of info. 
I'm forwarding that information to you as well. The first bit there will let you know what their current understanding of the stages are. Do not take those as gospel. Take those as working. There may be other conditions that arise. We're still trying to figure this out. Second, we're going to need a name for this eventually. Keep it in the back of your mind, but you have more pressing matters when it comes to saving lives at this point. Finally, we have managed to dig up a little bit of their staffing information, and I have sent that on to you. All right, if you have any other, uh, if you have any other questions at this point in time, let me know. Otherwise, enjoy the rest of your, uh, should be about two and a half hour drive. Thank you, Doctor. We'll uh, keep you apprised. Thank you. I'll be by my phone. Maya, is she one of the ones that died? Yes, Doctor. Uh, Paul and Just as deceased. Paul did. Yes. She's one of the ones that was ill? Yes. One of the four who uh, already mm-hmm. died. Unfortunately, you have all the information I have here. Once you get boots on ground, be able to talk to uh, Dr. Strickland, you'll be able to get a better understanding of what's going on. Understood. We'll uh, call you back soon. All right. Thank you. Safe travels. Godspeed. Fuck. I really hope this isn't... um, I really hope this isn't... uh, a terrorist. I really hope it is. Maybe some nasty uh, flu strain or something. Hopefully. Worrying about what it might be. Just get in the way. What we know is rather sparse, and we also know that even what we see isn't consistent. Symptoms coming in and out. Doesn't seem to be a progression straight from one, two, three, death. Well, if this was easy, they wouldn't pay us as much. Yeah. All right. So you want to... I'm not calling No, just kind of general audience. You're wanting to investigate the corpses? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, I mean, you have phones, so if you do want to talk to each other, you can just get a conference call up and running. Um... If there's any other like prep work and planning you want to do before you hit it, otherwise, yeah, it's a three-hour drive and you're about half an hour into it. So okay. we're gonna hit five o'clock. So let's get yep. conference call up and discuss our plans. Okay. Once we get there. So pathology is one of my specialties. I'll see about examining the bodies that we have. Mm-hmm. Once we speak with Doctor. Uh, Yes, we'll meet with Dr. Strickland and make sure that uh, we prioritize your getting down there and taking a look at the corpses. Then we should uh, we should take a look uh, at the uh, the living uh, uh, infected, uh, interview them and uh, draw some blood and uh, vitals and that sort of thing, and uh, try to get those analyzed with the uh, the lab unit in the back. Is there anything else anybody wants to do? Uh, Depending on what we know about what it's targeting, getting samples of... Cigarettes? No, that's not (laughs) even that. Getting getting specific samples of areas that it tends to target might be useful. 
if they tell us they are able to tell us that it targets certain organs, they're probably not going to let us take out pieces of his brain. So it's we'll, uh, we'll figure that out when I get there. Yeah. Joking aside, if you are up for you know more than twenty-four hours, for more than your standard sixteen, eighteen-hour day, you can rely on smoking or other stimulants to help get you through and keep working without negatives. I probably would have hit, co- I'll hit coffee first, probably, because <laughs> I quit. I quit smoking. <laughs> Don't want to roll back. But this, this yeah. is a high-stress job, so there's always a possibility. I mean, relapse happens. It's past 2011, so are you going to smoke as a doctor? Uh, I'm an epidemiologist. Mm. <laughs> so technically, I'm not like a practicing physician. And that being said, most people what, quit smoking seven times before they're successful. Yeah, something like So, especially in a high-stress situation, relapse makes sense. All right. So you driving me Strickland, you All right. You make your way into Hudson Wells and pull up to the Hudson Wells Catholic Hospital. Hudson's Well. Hudson's Well. Yeah, I'm going to butcher that every time. Uh... What's a what's a place look like? Are we? Uh, are, first of all, are there any? Um, is there any press here at all? No. Okay. Good. All right. Yeah. Uh, five o'clock rolls around as you pull in. Um, no press outside. You're looking at a small two-story building. Um, when you look at it, and honestly, like this is more of a clinic than a hospital. Sure. Especially from yeah. what you've been told that the upper floor apparently had been used for. Uh, storage, not more than probably a couple of hours ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Five o'clock. Can we get them to keep people here as opposed to going home? Have the shift roll over. In emergency circumstances, yes. Mm-hmm. Especially this being before some of the uh, better medical legislation rolled out. Yeah, twenty-four hour shifts. Can we talk to Doctor Strickland. We'll uh, get that uh, as a priority. Yeah. All right, so as you're approaching, you can see the uh, fire department has actually set up a small decontamination line outside of the hospital. They're wearing the PPE gear, and there's a couple of uh, small, effectively, like, waiting pools, kiddie pools out front, two of those. Uh, They've got some siphons and large barrels set off to the side. They're prepped and ready uh, for whatever's necessary. You can see that they are definitely running this as a bit of a uh, level B. Okay. I was just about to ask. So the fact that there's a problem is not a secret anymore. Not to anybody who walks by, but media isn't... Yeah, I just asked. I I heard that part, but just if there's a decontamination thing, anybody driving by with a cell phone is going to... Yep. Thankfully, if you check the map, you're across the main road. You'll catch eyes of people coming and going, but most of the in-town traffic is going to remain in town. So you've got some time before social media even really picks up on this. What day is it? Uh, You're looking at Wednesday the 21st. So it is November 2012. Wednesday at 5, I've got to hope. I just hope all the college students have gone home by this time and I'm driving by. That or they're finishing up finals. 
Everyone's booked inside? Yeah. Head right into the lobby and um, uh, let's see what we see. Uh, do we get any resistance when we go in? I imagine we've flashed yeah. our CDC. Flashing of badges is definitely yeah. necessary. Um, you can see that uh, as you approach, they're at least recommending like level C biohazard uh, protocols. Um, if for just entering, they're not 100% sure what's going on. But I think um, the upper floor has been turned into a level B, and they have a smaller, uh, effectively like clean room set up. We have. Yeah, so let's, um, I, I think when we when we drove in and saw that they were working with level B protection, I think we would, the suits? Yeah, we would get, go ahead and get into the V-suits, I think. Okay. Um, let's wait till we get inside to do that, but yeah. yeah. I mean, you're at least going up to C if you're entering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, out front, you can also see there's a, do they have a brand in there? Yeah, there's a truck outside which has Holden meat packing plastered across the side of it. It seems to be a large refrigerated truck. Okay. And as you make your way inside, uh, there is one person behind the desk currently manning and kind of handling some phones. Uh, we'll head up to the desk, um, and uh, I'll try to, you know, urgently but politely get the attention of the, of the okay. attendant. Uh, you see the name uh, Isabella Begay, registered nurse. Uh, she sees you and quickly goes, I, can you hold for a second? And kind of puts the phone down. Uh, how can I help you? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, Okay, I'm uh, Dr. Espinoza. This is Dr. Jester and mm-hmm. Dr. Farron. Uh, we are from the CDC. We are here to, uh, on behalf of them, to investigate the, uh, the outbreak. Of course. Um, <sighs> Welcome to Hudson's Well. Ah, I understand things are, uh, are uh, harried here. Uh, there have been any uh, new developments since uh, we. Uh, uh, got into the, uh, the airport at Phoenix at about two. Uh, been a, we got a call at uh, 0800. We just wanted to check in. If there been any uh, complications since then? Maloof is going into some sort of shock right now. Um, we have some folks in hazmat doing their best to try to stabilize them at this mm-hmm. point in time. But uh, and you can hear some screaming coming from down the halls. Uh, it's hard to make out at this distance, but sounds vaguely male? Okay. When is uh, Dr. Strickland? We need to speak with him as soon as possible. I would assume he's up dealing with uh, Malfoy right now. Hmm. This is upstairs? Yes. I, you're going to want to get into your hazmat suits. Yes. Yes. Got at least level B if you're heading that far up. Do you have uh, records on the deceased? Can you call up their uh, medical records, their personal information? Personally, no. Um, there's a bit of correlation we need to do with uh, 
some of the local private practices, but uh, yeah, given some time, I, I think we can manage. Um, yeah. Uh, please uh, do so, and when you can have that information sent up uh, upstairs, we're going to uh, arrange for Dr. Fallon to uh, uh, deliver an uh, autopsy to one of the patients. Of course. Uh, my understanding is that we have a uh, makeshift morgue out front. Um, the bodies are being preserved out there. I see. That's what the meat truck's for. Uh, the meat truck? Yes. Beggars can be choosers. I've got a short list. Um, the uh, three Mallories are in there right now. Yeah. Mallories, uh, family, relatives? Yes. Uh, Francesca, Julia, Liz, and then uh, Maya Paulden is also in there. That's one of the uh, the, uh, the senior doctors on staff. Yes, unfortunately. Maya Paulden was uh, one of our two doctors on staff here. Uh, not the senior physician, though. I see. Okay. Yes. Uh, Strickland is our uh, senior physician. It should be uh, upstairs. Very well. Uh, thank you for your time. Uh, again, if you could uh, make sure that the personal information, uh, if you manage to track all that down, if you could forward that to us, have that sent upstairs, uh, would it be very great? Of course, of course. If you'll excuse us. Hop right? into our suits. Mm. Yep. So it takes a good 10 or so minutes. You're helping each other zip up. Wrapping in uh, oh, any, nice. <laughs> any of the uh, open areas with duct tape, creating your seals, giving it a quick pressure test, and uh, you've got enough air, I believe, for an hour at a time. Okay. And you've got enough of the seats that you can swap those out pretty easily, and somebody can recharge it in the meantime. On, okay. Uh, as long as you are on premise at the hospital. Okay. So we that's. I would imagine the reason behind the two suits, you can cycle as necessary. Cycle, or if one gets damaged, yeah. or if you're in a location where you just need to like dump the suit and leave. All it takes is a small puncture or a rip. Yeah. The thing is useless. Yep. If you don't have something to like duct tape it properly seal it. Yeah. yeah. And even then, that's asking for trouble. Yeah. You've still got that moment of it's breached, anything mm -hmm. could get in. Positive pressure will help you for a bit. But, but most likely, if it's breached, anything has gone. Yeah, you've got to assume. So we're going to head uh, out of the lobby, uh, through around the nurses station up the stairs, and head to the. Um, I guess we'll check in on the procedure room first. That's stage one isolation. We'll see if Dr. Strickland happens okay. to be in there. Uh, poking your head in. Let's see. Of lists. All right, this one. Uh, so much information. Current time 1700 hours. Currently in stage one, there is two, three. Uh, six people. So more people have gotten the six since we got that message. Six people ill. 
Yes. Okay. Stage one. No, no in stage one. That's what in you meant by stage one, one right? Yeah. In well, stage yeah, in, one. The, in the procedure room upstairs, that's fever and weakness, so that's stage one up there. Yep. You're being isolated there. And then. So we're up to at least ten people. Uh, Dr. Chester, could you, uh, if you will begin um, uh, at analyzing these patients and see if any of them are... Uh, uh, likely to uh, progress to stage two within the next hour or so. Not to be helpful. I'm going to try to find out the strictly. So I'll head out, and then I'll head into uh, the conference room. I'll go with him because I'm still looking for Doctor Strickland too. Okay, and I will head in. Stage two. You're looking at about three people in there. No sign of Dr. Strip. Procedure room. Number three, down the hall. Yes, it seems like that would be our best bet. If we don't see anything on the way of like, if one of these offices is Dr. Strickland's mm -hmm. office, then we'll just head directly to the procedure room, I think. Okay. As you're making your way down the hallway, see the doors at the end open. You see a uh, body being pushed out by a person in a full hazmat suit. Um, you can see they're clearly fatigued. They're pushing the uh, body towards the elevator. Uh, and spot the lot of you as new arrivals, as a lot of you have your names on all of your uh, PPE. I'll, I'll, I'll try to like intercept them as I see them come through. Uh, Notre Spinoza, CDC, uh, what's the uh, situation? I'm moving uh, Adam Malf to the uh, morgue. Malf, that's just the one that uh, Dr. Strickland was looking at previously? Yes. What, uh, what was the cause of death? We've been dealing with... Honestly, we're not even sure at this point. Um, we're a little too haggard to honestly nail down what it is. No, no, I don't. I don't mean to understand things are, are difficult here. I don't actually to uh, typify the the, the, mm. the infection or disease. Uh, what was the uh, immediate cause of death? Uh, asphyxiation, uh, uh, blood loss. He clawed his eyes out. I sort of. Yeah. Pull the. I'll just zip the body bag open and take a look. And you can see uh, clear signs. Eyes have been removed from sockets. Uh, it's gory. Yeah. Um, medical check would get you a bit more. Uh. How's your medicine? Sixty. Okay. Well, then I'll I'll do that and I'll kind of I'll, I'll grimace and uh, will you give us a moment to take a look at this? Of course. Uh, doctor, will you please. Twelve of sixty. Okay. Unzip the rest of it. Do a quick cursory examination. Um, you're finding blood and flesh underneath finger or fingertips. This is clearly self-inflicted. Yeah. Um, Checks out. Yeah. It's put it simply. It's disgusting. But yeah, it tore his own eyes out. This man appears to have killed himself. Oh, that's obvious, doctor. 
So the psychosis is a real concern in stage three. Indeed. We need to be um, we need to be uh, restraining these patients as best as we can, making sure that their uh, hands and feet are uh, bound in some way uh, to make sure that this doesn't happen again. We have been. Um, Did it break his restraint? Yes. Possible influx of adrenaline? That would make sense. We haven't run any toxicology or anything like that. Um, just don't have anything on site to we'll, we'll do handle it. that. Okay. This, uh, this Mr. Uh, Malf, you said? Yes. Uh, does he have next of kin? Not that I know of. Um, I, I was I was brought in from Flagstaff, and uh, effectively just here helping. Of course, thank you for your for your service. Yeah, of course, um, Doctor Fenner, will you uh, accompany? Uh, is, is this a is this a male or a female? Female. Yeah. Uh, Ashley Donovan. Donovan. You see on the okay, yeah. marked above. Uh, will you uh, accompany Miss Donovan to the morgue? I will send you. Uh, message on, on the phone when I uh, have Dr. Strickland's permission to autopsy that uh, body. Yes, uh, see if you can get me as many as possible. Of course. Yes. I'll sort of zip up, we'll zip up the bag and I'll kind of wave them through and I'll head into stage three isolation to try to get a hold of Dr. Strickland. Okay. As you enter the room, uh, you find I think a couple people in here. 46 people. <laughs> people and one dog. <laughs> the dog is perfectly healthy <laughs> for some strange reason. Uh, I believe there are currently three people in here. And on first sight, you don't notice uh, Dr. Strickland. Can you give me a quick awareness roll? Yes. You, I will. you mean alertness? Alertness, yes. Or search. Right. Say alertness in this case. Alertness. Oh wait, so alertness was base 20 and I added another 20 to So it should be 40, right? Sounds right. Yes. Okay. So I got a... Thirty? Thirty? Rolled a 30 and a 10. Okay, so as you walk in the room and kind of look around a bit, you notice the telltale signs 30 of... 30 under 40. Yep. Of uh, a level B biohazard suit currently prone on the ground. Okay. I'm going to head there uh, face down? Face down. Okay. It's it's a bit askew. You can see a male face breathing against the interior plastic and it's fogging up. I'm going to head there immediately. I'm going to... Um, I'm not going to move the body. Um, I'm not going to move this person. I'm just going to get down on the ground and try to communicate with them. Excuse me. Doggo? Nurse? Try to try to get through and see if they're see if I can recognize like what the what the name tag is and mm-hmm. like get a sense of their current condition. The name written across is definitely Strickland. You can see he's in a clear like dizzied state. Um, he's responsive, but he's not really like forming words at this point. Um, still breathing. I, eyes are not focusing though. And you can definitely tell, like, he's been sweating, but 
he's also been working hard and been in one of these for a while, so difficult to make any other assumptions outside of that. Dr. Strickland, are you, are you okay? Are you able to, to move, to walk? His eyes kind of float around and don't seem to focus on you. Dr. Strickland, eyes here. Doctor? Give me a quick medical check. It's not great, because mm. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm a PhD, I'm a PhD yeah. not an MD. I mean, I do have an MD, but I don't practice. My medicine's 20. Mm. Not that kind of doctor. 59 over 20. You're not able to get him to focus. At this point, you're guessing um, you're dealing with some sort of, could be anything from like heat stroke to just dizzy spell or concussion because of the fall. Okay. Um, so it doesn't look like are any of his um, are any of his limbs injured in any way? Doesn't didn't did he look did it look like he's um, dislocated like he, something? Looks like he fell on his left arm. Uh-huh. He's currently covered. Right arm seems fine and visible. Okay. Um, you're still noticing the classic puffiness of the suit, which is a good sign. That's good. Okay. Hasn't breached. Certain, I'm going to move you now. We're going to put you. Uh, uh, in uh, uh, one of these uh, uh, beds, and uh, I, I need you to focus, okay? So if you put put your arm uh, around my shoulder here, we'll get you up. And I'll try to, like, maneuver myself and try to flop his good arm over on, on me mm-hmm. and try to hold him, not, you know, I don't know what you call that, but, like, grab him by the, yeah. the torso and try to grab around, get yeah. him over to, to, like, a nearby bed or a chair or just something so that I can I can prop him up. Yeah, you're able to move him over to a bed, no real issue. Um, he seems still seems kind of out of it, but at the very least he's seated, um, able to, for the most part, maintain uh, his balance. You can tell that he's having some issues with that, though. Uh, he's kind of drifting from side to side and adjusting as necessary. Um, how do you treat vertigo rapidly? That's a good question. <laughs> drugs. Lots of drugs. Yes, but which drugs? I don't know because I'm not a doctor. Well, I am a doctor, but not that mm. kind of doctor. Damn it. Okay, um, can I, um, I want to take a, a scope of the room and see if there are any, um, if there's an available, um, oh, shit. Um, this is my first day with the CDC, if you can't tell. <laughs> so, That's fair. I'm trying. It's, it's why there's so many handouts. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out, like, if you need to get an IV into somebody, if you need to give them medication, mm. and they're already in a hazmat suit, how the fuck do you do that? I would assume. Yeah, I would assume you remove them from the hot zone. Yeah. But then the problem is, you, you, yeah, you have to make the call on whether you believe they're infected or not. Um, if yeah, if you believe they're infected, you would move them to probably in this case the. Stage one isolation ward, remove the suit, or yeah, I 
because going through the suit probably isn't going to... No, that's not a good idea. And at that point, you might as well take it off. So taking a a good look at Dr. Strickland's face and sort of his his mannerisms right now and everything, Mm -hmm. um, can I safely assume that he is probably suffering from... He's he's been infected, and he's probably suffering from stage two, which includes vertigo and... um, tremors and that sort of thing. I assume that some kind of dizziness took over him, he fell, and now he's unable to sort of balance or focus properly. Is that a safe assumption that I can make? or If you feel safe in making that <laughs> assumption? Well, no, I'm asking yes. you. <laughs> uh, that would be a medicine check, then. What about, can I... I have probably I have epidemiology as a science. Yeah. I'd I mean, let you use that instead. Because yeah. that's a 60. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, let's see. Ah, oh, that's for other stuff. But, yeah, no, that works for me. What? Give him a look up where, where to go. Okay, very close, but 57 over 60. Okay. I Yeah, you're checking him over. Yeah, seems to be fitting into what you'd expect stage two to be from what they've described. Okay. Um, you're guessing he's, as a result, he's been pushing himself... Just because he's a f- he's one of the few MDs on staff. Yeah, right he's now. been he's been he's been ignoring any or either consciously or otherwise ignoring right. symptoms to to get this the job done. Yeah. Um, is there are there any other staff in here? Or is it just was it just him? I'm gonna assume some of the others are up there. Yeah, I'm gonna I yeah. wanna flag some of them down. Um, and uh, Doctor Strickland has been uh, compromised. It looks like he's. Uh, Within stage two of this infection, uh, we need to move him uh, over to the conference room immediately and get him set up for treatment. Of course, I. You're currently talking to, let's say, Mia uh, Smith. No, she's no, currently. Not she wouldn't be here. She's currently in stage three right now. Uh, We're in stage three. Yeah. She's on one of the beds. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, like dying for stage three. Oh, yeah. okay. So I'm going to make some Andrea Cray, stage three. the current nurse practitioner. Senior, senior nurse, nurse practitioner. Yep. Okay. Uh, is in the room. Um, registering that goes, uh, all right, uh, that moves uh, Angela Garcia to the head physician for the time being. Um I'll take care of him. I can let you know when he comes to. I know he was supposed to meet with a lot of you and brief you. Yes, do you have uh, information uh, uh, from him, either in uh, email form, records? uh. Angela and David were the two who have spoken the most to him. Um, We're going to find Dr. Garcia. Garcia, she should be in uh, stage one right now. I believe how do you even pronounce that last name? Abrankovic? <laughs> Abrankovic? Yeah, Abrankovic? Yeah, David Abrankovic. Uh, Abrankovic has been uh, Strickland and Abrankovic were in the uh, MRI room uh, a few hours ago, I remember. Um That's what caused uh, Maya Paulden to expire. 
the uh, the MRI seemed to uh, either timing or the MRI itself was the uh, result of her demise. In, uh, in what way? Uh, you kind of you'd have to talk to response? you'd have to talk to Doctor Well Strickland or Abrekovich to get more details on that. Sorry, I I wasn't in the room for the. Uh, that's understand. The MRI. I'll speak with Dr. Abramovich and, uh, and Dr. Garcia. Um, yes, just make sure that uh, s- s- Mr. Dr. Strickland has moved over and taken care of. Um, also, of course. Uh, do you have uh, any information on uh, the currently the deceased that are being stored in uh, in the, uh, the the morgue outside the, the truck? Yes. Um, they were regulars in town, from my understanding, so we should have some medical history. Um, that's about it, though. Uh, we've been too focused on treatment and uh, trying to understand what's going on here to uh, really start worrying about spread, un- unfortunately. If you can uh, have someone coordinate with uh, Nurse Begay, who have already asked for some personal information, medical records on, on those people, but as soon as we can get those, as soon as possible, we can start... Uh, triangulating this thing. Uh, the bodies <coughs> in, the, in the morgue, so to speak, mm. uh, do we have... Uh, are we within our legal rights to begin autopsies? I... I believe so for the family. Uh, the others, I'm not aware of at this point in time. Okay. I will, I'll very quickly sort of What's phone protocol with? Uh, you probably got like a radio. Come, yeah. Okay. I imagine. Your call. Yeah. Okay. I will. I will message uh, uh, Dr. Farah and um, and tell her that for now, um, uh, limit the autopsies to the God, what's the family's name? I just suddenly forgot. Hold on. Um, yeah. Part of the problem with this is there's so much information. Uh, Mallory. The Mallory family? Yeah. Mallory family. Yeah, so so I'll just limit that to the Mallory family for now until we can get, you know, clearance to um, take a look at the others. Understood. If, if you'll excuse me, I will uh, find Dr. Uh, Abramovich. Of course. I think we'll cut over then to Ashley and Farad. And then... I'm in the stage one... Uh, Okay. Yeah, she was she was taking a look at the stage one people while they were, because stage one they're the most likely to respond to, immediately to their cogent and mm-hmm. trying to watch the progression, trying to gather information. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we'll hop over to Ashley and Farak first. I don't suppose you have tools here to perform an autopsy, do you? Uh, we have your standard surgical supplies. Yes. Um, We'll have to bring them out, but... Uh, we'll pick them up on the way. Of course. All bigger hits first floor. Ding. And body is pushed and wheeled out. Uh, you're able to grab some of the medical supplies on the way out. Full little surgical kit that you need. Um, as well as a couple of extra for like rib spreaders and fun stuff like that. Um, and make your way outside. You get a quick hose down from some of the local fire department. Water is then evacuated out, um, and you are free to approach the morgue. Okay. At this point, I would expect them to just have a fucking sprinkler that you just like, <laughs> walk, step back through <laughs> over and over again. 
Yeah, they, they've got one of those portable like, car wash thing. Yeah, so it's like hula hoops with the, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the water sprays inside, inside of it, and they yeah. just wave it up and down you a couple times, <laughs> rotating it. They've got it on yeah. like a big stick, like, yep. like a boom mic. Yeah, so they can not be anywhere near you. <laughs> all right, uh, you make your way to the makeshift morgue. When you arrive, uh, you are there to. I drop Dr. Uh, Mal- Malfoy off. You also see the four other bodies, um, including... Uh, doctor? Yeah, Dr. Maya Paulden. No, you said Dr. Malfoy. Yes. Ma- oh, oh, right, no. Gotta remember how commas work. It's last name, comma, title. Yeah, so just Malfoy. Okay, okay. <laughs> wanted to make sure that like more doctors are dying. I just yeah. So Malfo, Doctor Paulton. Yeah, my is, brain read the, read the MD is like a mystery. So you guys mm-hmm. dropped Malfo off, and then inside already should be the bodies of Doctor Paulton. Yep. The Mallory family. Yep. And so that's one, two, three, four. Five dead bodies total. And then five, five makes Mal- Malfo. Yeah. As you enter, you notice the Mallory family is not the full family. You are looking at three sisters. Hmm. Uh, I see. Okay, well, that that's good, good to some extent because they all share sort of similar, mm. like, DNA and everything like that. Like, there's some commonalities yeah. over there that might help. You're dealing with, uh, and they've gotten small bits of information there, but uh, Julia was seven, Elizabeth was nine, and Francesca was 11. The news they had, or the information they have for uh, Adana, or, yeah, Ahmed uh, Malfo, age 20. And. The Mallory sisters were 7, 9, and 11. 7, nine, 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 7, 9, and 11. Yep. Where do they put information on our other doctor friend in there? Paulden. We can confirm she is a woman. How do you spell Malfo? M A M A L O U F. Maloof. Maloof. Ah. Frank trying to go French on him. Well, maybe he was Moroccan. That could be. <laughs> Okay. Not much else on Strickland now. Yeah. Not Strickland on a. Paulden, yeah. Okay, yeah. Alright, I turn to. Uh... Which nurse is with me? Ashley. 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 Ashley Donovan from Flagstaff. Yes. Okay. Okay. She's from out of town. She's not from around here, huh? Mm. You ain't from around here. (laughs) Local area, but yeah, not from here specifically. So you're from Flagstaff? Yes. So you wouldn't know uh, what the living arrangements for the three sisters are, would you? No. All right. 
Well, I, would, I would assume with age, they're probably with their parents. All right. Well, I've got permission for them right now, so I'll start with them. Um, All right. You can go back to it if you want. I've got to. We've got to do our best to keep people there as stable as possible. Okay. All right. We are now moving into a four-hour activity style of play. Effectively, you will let me know what you want to be doing for the next four hours. You've got four main activities. You've got research on the road. Anytime you need to drive somewhere and do something, you can try to be doing some of that extra research. Mm -hmm. But research from vehicles invokes a minus 20% penalty for each action you perform while you are moving around. Mm -hmm. There is hospital, uh, like hospital time. Effectively... Hospital time. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's get a better list. Is everyone enjoying hospital time? <laughs> It'll be the last thing that I'll ever enjoy. And even they enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. Something else. So you've got containment. You've got some other activities, events you can look into. You've got symptoms and treatment. And you've got researching victims. Researching victims, what falls under that? Researching victims includes uh, doing background work on victims, interviewing victims and families, checking victims' belongings. Um, and we get to do one of these? Yep, researching some of the dead. Uh, and if you happen to have, or, and yeah, following up on any of those. In terms of symptoms and treatment, you're looking at treating victims, uh, examining victims, comparing symptoms, and potentially even theorizing of other symptoms there. I think my situation probably be examining right now, not researching. Yeah, examination or examining the infection would make sense for you. Examine the uh, stage one. Yeah. Then I lose my percentile. Examining the infection includes things like lab work, taking blood and tissue samples from the living and the dead, and then running them through every known set of tests you can get your hands on. Cool. Your roles determine how quickly you progress on some of those. Okay. In terms of containment, you can try to contact the governor. You've got the whole issue of potentially quarantining the city, and you've got uh, means to oh, interact with the public in other ways. Well, we're we definitely have, not there yet. We don't have enough information to even begin to start quarantining. Yeah, I mean, we, we basically, as long as the the hospital stays, you know, quarantined, then we should be okay for now. The minute either of you comes up with anything that says like, <laughs> okay, this thing is going to rush out. 
and kill everyone. That is the time we immediately call the mayor and, and get something settled. Yeah. So like if I was in stage one doing things like checking symptoms and... Mm-hmm. I think what you need Would that to focus be a different thing than to find a vector for this? Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. With the, with the, the epidemiology, I'm definitely gonna. My first plan of action was to. Um, so, so quick, quick answer for you. Check or they have something called comparing symptoms, which would be a bureaucracy, medicine, or science biology role, and this is your way effectively to grab that information, input it into a phone or online database get access to virology and other research facilities to figure out, does this connect with something that is already in existence? do that. Okay. What were you thinking of? Um, I wanted to rendezvous with um, Dr. Abramkovich and Dr. Garcia. Okay. uh, One or more, one or both of them. Um, And then, based on getting the information that they received from Dr. Strickland, Mm -hmm. from there, I would be... uh, as uh, Robert said, trying to figure out like the vectors for this thing, like how how this thing is being Spring. transmitted. Okay. So examining the infection. Yes. Okay. And then I imagine you're doing examining the infection as well, but just with the dead mostly. Yes. All right. Cool. So I get to actually hand this over to folks. So. This is your little timetable. Feel free to write in notes on your right-hand side, otherwise a short what you're up to during specific hour blocks. So this is Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So you're currently in the 1600 hour block. So, all right, so we'll say that researcher one, we'll say that's Dr. Farah. How do, you, how do you spell fair again? F-A-R-R-A-T. Oh, Dr. Farat or Farah? Farat. Farat. Okay, sorry. I thought there was an H at the end I, of I really don't know how it's pronounced, but I think it's Farat. Farat. Okay. Just to... Okay. So, in these activities, the activity that we start at 1600 is the activity mm-hmm. that... Okay. Yep. And you'll spend roughly four hours working on whatever activity that is. Okay, so, all right, Ferrat is examining infection, we'll say autopsies. So, we'll have you go first, Glenn, for your first four-hour block. Hey, what was, sorry, what was Jester's, uh, what's the title of what Dr. Jester was doing? Oh, I, no, no, you weren't examining, it was comparing symptoms. Comparing symptoms. Yep. And then the two of you are examining infection. For examining infection, you are looking at medicine, science biology, or science microbiology. I will, of course, allow some leeway on some of those. Where if you've got a science of a type that you think should apply, let me know. Well, I got both uh, medicine and biology. Will one give me different information than the other? Not really in this case. All right. Yeah. So let's see what happens here. Okay. 32 out of 60. 32 out of 60. Okay. You managed to unlock the first discovery in the examination path. Shit sucks. 
You find that some physical samples from the brain of the deceased victims show unusual microbes. In appearance, they most closely resemble... I don't think this is going to help anybody, but I think it's Centphores? C-T-E-N-O-P-H-O-R-E-S. Can you spell that again? C-T-E-N-O-P-H-O-R-E-S. Centophores, variously known as comb jellies, sea gooseberries, sea walnuts, or Venus's girdles are voracious predators. They have gelatinous bodies, yeah. cilia, or tendrils, is their short description. Ah, but so that's what the cells look like? Being composed of only a few cells, they are smaller than any of these you've ever seen, or any kind of jellyfish. They are multicellular, unlike, amoeba, unlike amoeba. What they are, you have no idea. Tentacle horrors in the bodies. Good. So, I guess after the four-hour block, we just meet up and discuss our findings. Mm-hmm. As long as you're at the same location. Otherwise, yeah, phone calls can be made, yada yada. All right. And that was from, uh, that was from autopsying all of the bodies that we could, all the Mallory sisters, or is that from one person in particular? Uh, we'll say a couple of them. Um, yeah. Because the Mallory sisters, you're able to... We'll say we did all three Mallory sisters. Makes sense. Okay. 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 Also, give me a luck check. What am I rolling under? I think it's just under 50. Let me let me double check before you jump on this one. So there's the right the amount of... The luck roll is 50%. Yeah, there's the right amount of panic and fear. Yeah, here it is. Uh, yeah. Like the... 50-50 chains. Handlers. 37. 37. Nice. Okay, I will keep that in mind. So maybe I didn't get affected. Or maybe you did. <laughs> maybe it's lucky that you did. Because you'll be one of the new race <laughs> in the coming world. Because the Yithians have come back to reclaim the Earth that was once theirs. All right. Uh, you are comparing symptoms? I believe so. Okay. This can be done effectively once. You can do it more times if there's a fumble or a fail. So, you can give me a bureaucracy to effectively go over all of the other symptoms, make comparisons, and use uh, databases properly. You can give me a medicine to do roughly the same thing from a more medical point of view. We're going to go with medicine because an 80 is a lot better than a 50. And same for science biology, but... If you've got an 80, I think you're fine. You cursed him. Oh, no. <laughs> Time to go and say it. 81. <laughs> Two. <laughs> nice. Two works. Two's huh? good. All right. The rapid onset of debilitating symptoms means that whatever it is you're dealing with is likely to burn itself out before getting the momentum for a real sustained pandemic. But it's crucial to lock down the early exposure before they create a wave of further infected. Getting into a truck stop or an airport would be particularly bad. 
And given the rapid onset of symptoms, is it safe to assume it's a virus? No. It's not, res- or I believe they've mentioned it's not responding to antivirals. It's not responding to, um, that was in the memo, it's not responding, yeah, it's not to, responding to antibiotics, right? Antibiotics, yeah. and then... But yeah. you can't kill a virus, you just have to let it run its course. Yep. Well, you can kill a virus by... Killing the person. Killing the person, person and then burning their bodies. Yeah. But uh, viruses typically have a more rapid onset than, than a parasite or... Uh, so you're saying we should burn the hospital down. <laughs> you also come across some uh, great words from... This is a Zach character. <laughs> don't suggest that. <laughs> I'm a doctor. I'm responsible on this campaign. From Hippocrates. Those diseases which medicine does not cure, iron cures. Those which iron cannot, fire cures. Right. And those which fire cannot cure are to be reckoned wholly incurable. Right. <laughs> Program. Yep. So, of course, long gone are the days when we, like, strapped chickens to buboes and hoped that they would go away. <laughs> so I didn't get so. any specific this, this, or this, but I very much got a... The most important thing in the situation is to be sure that... It doesn't spread specifically because it's spreading is the only way this would actually be dangerous is if it spread quickly. Because of the rapid onset. Yeah. I mean, you also get the following, looking at how they build this, and effectively you should get success and failure condition for this one because it's just more information as it goes. Breaking it down, the mystery infection does not fit the profile of any of the usual suspects. Okay. It's not Marburg. That has a longer incubation period. Additionally, Marburg doesn't aerosolize and this apparently does. Okay, that's bad. Mm. Because of the amount of people it has come in contact with, it's okay. got to have been something to that degree. We need to find out who these people have been in contact with. That also rules out Ebola, too. But, like them, it might have a non-human reservoir, like animals, whose bite could spread the illness to humans. Cholera can kill with the same speed, but antibiotics would at least slow it down. Some of the f- symptoms are similar to uh, dengue fever, but again, that would require animal vector, mosquito. It could just be a uh, especially vicious strain of influenza, but you would think Tamiflu would have at least some bit Perfect. of a speed bump. Yeah. Uh, this looks like something completely new. And then it launches into the rest of what you picked up. Doesn't that mean you get to name it? (laughs) That increases the odds of it being a weapon. Possibly. So airborne dies out quickly. Well, it aerosolizes, so... Yes, but if it was a weapon, they wouldn't want it to die out quickly, would they? You'd think so. Mm. Like, you'd think it would be more infectious than that. Yeah. Infectious before lethal. Yes. Yeah. This could also be a test. Um, (laughs) Okay. What? From fucking... uh, From Dr. Marholm? It's just like, (laughs) surprise, fuckers. That was your... That was your... uh, Your... uh, uh, Fuck, what do they do? Your hazing ritual? No, no, no. The... Your quarterly progress report, like, <laughs> what do they, they call you in and then, mm-hmm. what's yeah, the name yeah. of that? What's so as I'm thing? comparing symptoms, yeah. do talk I about get a performance review? Yeah. 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 Do I get a picture of kind of general time 
of stage progression since I'm comparing symptoms? I like X amount of hours on average from stage one to two. two you get three. nothing. Probably. In fact, you you die. I probably forget some of the stuff that I previously knew. That will be examining victims, okay. which would be a separate medicine check, okay. and that'll be another four hours. Yeah, I'll stage, do that. But I'll do yeah. that next. That'll help. All right. Well, isn't your medicine? Oh, no, that was his. My medicine's 80. So I'm examining okay. infection after I um, rendezvous with um, mm-hmm. Dr. Bronkovich. So worst case scenario, I was specifically looking at, like, and just you know, vectors. Like, how does this thing propagate? Yeah. All right. Oh, Bronkovich. Uh, who's the other one? Uh... You find Garcia first, who is effectively going to be Strickland's replacement for the time being. Sure, yeah. She's the senior physician right now. Uh, You bump into her as she's uh, probably making her way back upstairs. Um, You're able to kind of catch her on the stairs and stop and talk for a bit without having to worry as much about... Uh, being close to the infected. You're yes, uh, the uh, contingent from the CDC? Yes, that's right. Uh, Dr. Espinosa. Are you Dr. Garcia? Yes, uh, pleasure to meet you. I wish it was under better circumstances. Yes, obviously. Yeah, I'm afraid Dr. Strickland uh, is uh, in stage two uh, of the infection. He's been moved to the conference room upstairs. I've been informed. I'm uh, making my way around and reminding everybody Pay attention to yourself. If you end up becoming a vector for this, you are not doing anybody any favors. Um, if we can get him up and moving again, then Strickland will will leave him to do his best to take care of whatever ward he's currently in. But, right. uh, what can you tell me about uh, what Dr. Strickland uh, briefed you on? Unfortunately, he's uh, not responsive at the moment. He had uh, spent some time with some of the people trying to prep for your arrival. I've been talking about uh, Malouf. Um, Was Malouf uh, patient zero? No. Uh, One of the more recent ones. Um, We're not 100% sure who patient zero is yet. Mm. Um, Our patient zero was Liz. I guess the first to officially contact contracts uh, symptoms we trace that back to about um, Tuesday the 20th at 1600 hours was when apparently she started so- or showing signs um, could you give me that, that time again 1600 1600 Tuesday yep so it was yesterday yep the 20th Tuesday the 20th the uh, quick bit we've been able to pull up since that family came in together um is that both France, uh, Francesca and Julia came down with the similar symptoms around 1,900 hours on Tuesday. Uh, we have received no word uh, if either the parents are infected or showing symptoms. Uh, Ida Mallory... 35 years old, manages the local radio station. 
that's going to be a difficult pull if we do need to pull quarantine. And uh, Avram Mallory maintains the uh, local water towers uh, in the local area. So not a whole lot of day-to-day work most of the time, but uh, especially this time of day, not much going on. Water tower's great. Yeah. 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 Outside of that, uh, as I mentioned, Strickland had kind of focused on uh, Maloof. I worked at a cafe, Kenchika. It's a coffee and donut shop. Mm-hmm. Um, three of the other patients had bought food or drink there while Maloof was on duty. Where was that? It's not on this map. You have to do research to find out where it is. Mm-hmm. Do we have an address for that? I, I know it's local. I don't know what it is. No. Um, a quick search should take care of most of that. You said two or three? No, exactly how many? Three. The police have shut the place down. They're trying to recover records to determine how many people were there during Maloof's eight-hour shift on the 20th of November. Outside of that, uh, Maloof was our uh, most recent casualty. You say most recent casualty, but was Maloof one of the first people admitted? No. Um, You would have to ask for records, but I think he came in rather early this morning, like uh, Mm. somewhere between like three and six. Uh, All I know is before you guys got called. Right. Strickland was working on it at that point. There's obviously been some uh, advancements since then. Mm. Another that uh, and another casualty we've had that uh, well is isn't actually in the uh, storage location at this point. The morgue, that's it. Yeah, a elderly woman named. Philippia Jones. She apparently passed away today around 11.03 a.m. on her way to the ER with a severe fever. How old was she? She was uh, 69 years old. Nice. (laughs) Her grandchildren uh, apparently went to the same donut shop uh, the uh, Kenshika Cafe uh, sometime around the 20th uh, same shift that Mallory was around for the grandkids have been quarantined but so far no symptoms Strickland has been able to figure out the f- uh, a couple of things since sending uh, since that email reached you Antivirals, including Tamiflu and uh, Relendol, uh, Rel- Relenzol, mm-hmm. uh, don't seem to be working. Okay. You can check those off your theory lists. Um, 
on the plus side, it means we can start with other treatments that hopefully will be more effective quicker. Outside of that, a quick update. Um, we've set up a small quarantine at the local community college gym. It's a few hundred meters from here, not too far. Which is on the map. Yes. Uh, victim families, or victims' families and friends who have not shown any signs of infection have been asked to go there, but it is currently voluntary. Uh, we have a, a nurse there, a volunteer from Flagstaff for my operation, uh, currently keeping track of them and m monitoring for any symptoms. So you shouldn't need to worry about them. Nurse uh, Anderson, if my information is correct. Yes. yes. <clears throat> if you have any uh, more information, if anything develops, uh, please, uh, if you will, coordinate with either myself or uh, uh, Dr. Farad or Dr. Chester, both are on. Uh, both are currently working on the clock uh, with about this infection. Of course, we're going to be pretty busy uh, here just with the number of, uh, unfortunately, people we've burned through with this. Right. Um, and she looks up the stairs, down the stairs, and lowers her voice a bit. From what I understand, there hasn't been any breach of Strickland's suit. I don't know if he contracted it beforehand or what. He's been working round the clock since I think like five or six in the morning. So I can understand him being a little exhausted, tired, pushing himself. This is a rough situation to be in, to say the least. But I'm trying to figure out when he would have got infected. I haven't been able to figure that out yet. That's a good question. I'll have Dr. Chester, Dr. Farad, to take a look at Dr. Strickland and see if we can figure that out. Sounds good. All right, I've got to... I've effectively got to run this hospital. Yeah, go, go. Makes her way up the stairs. We do manage to bump into a little while later. <laughs> is our radiologist. Radiologist Dr. Abramkovich. Yep. All right. Dr. Dr. Abramkovich. Uh, you bump into him. I believe their MRI is downstairs. Do they actually have on the oh, map MRIs? I don't know. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, it doesn't specify. Okay. There is a nurse's station, storage, a consultation room, some exam rooms on the first floor. Other than that, there's no specification about where exactly the MRI is. They don't even say. There's there's usually like a specific room for that. Yeah. yeah. There are, like, it's... There it's, are also plenty of MRIs that are just in trucks. Well, sure, but this one is a local one, which they are uh, quite proud of. Ooh. Well, for as small a uh, hospital slash clinic they've got, yeah. it's kind of their pride and joy. It was a budget one. <laughs> it's just an MI. <laughs> Doesn't have the R yet. Yeah. Maybe okay. one day. They bought it off of uh, 
Let it go, Bay. Bay. Yeah. <laughs> Met Bay. Met Bay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. I am stealing that for use. <laughs> Hold on. It's <laughs> good. That's for your. That's for your cyberpunk game. You order black market uh, surgical equipment. Not only. Yep. Mm. From the Med Bay. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> All right. I. Yeah. You. You. We'll say the. Trying to skim real quick to see if they mention what room it's in. I don't see anything for it. We'll put it on first floor. Make it a little more okay. out of the way. Easier to access since that's the area they've uh, mostly been operating in. Okay. Um, you find him down there in uh, level C protective gear. Okay. Um, seems to be more focused on uh, looking at or looking over these findings and whatnot at the current time you're arriving. But uh, looks up from the makeshift desk he's got here. Uh, next to the MRI machine and uh, sees you as you enter. Uh, are you with the CDC? Dr. Espinosa, yeah, USC. Okay, good. Your name didn't ring a bell. Wasn't sure if we were pulling more from Flagstaff or not. Uh, no, uh, myself and two colleagues uh, arrived here about uh, uh, five o'clock this afternoon. Uh, what, what brings you down here? I wanted to touch base uh, with you since... Uh, Dr. Strickland is currently in uh, stage two confinement and was unable to provide a proper briefing. I understand. Um, I can cover the uh, experience we had with the MRI machine. Yes, please. All right. Um, we put Dr. Paldin in. Uh, we were hoping to see if we could isolate and identify any of the uh, cerebral damage, especially with some of the symptoms we were seeing. We were wondering if that would... Called a hunch. These were uh, stage three symptoms? Yes. They, she uh, was in stage three at the time. Yes. yes. Uh, we figured this would be a great way to be able to see, you know, give you some grounding information on what this actually does to the brain. The brain yeah. I've, I've got the MRI scans, video recording of the patient herself during the procedure. Um, we could actually watch holes form in the brain stem and medulla, or, yeah, medulla. medulla, especially in the palms areas. I, mm -hmm. Even after she had expired, um, she was yelling about strange hallucinations. I referred to them as black things in the sky. Um, she was barely in for a couple of seconds before she expired. Um, we saw the uh, effects it had and pulled her out, but by then it was too late. apparently too late. Um, we have just had this thing surface or serviced a month ago. It's never had any issues, and it's relatively new. We're talking last couple of months this was installed. So this should not have killed her. 
Of course. I do this for a living. I. The imagery, it makes no sense that that's, that, that would happen. I can only assume it was just a freak happenstance that she happened to die at that moment. But the amount I had nothing to do with it. Like I said, medically it doesn't make sense that the MRI would have done anything. It's radio waves. Even if it interacted with a living creature or anything, it it wouldn't cause anybody to expire. It's like a, if the police are shooting a radar gun at you. Granted, this is much more powerful. I don't think at just this juncture we have the luxury of assuming much of anything. Last thing Strickland said was uh, we're not to use it until we get word otherwise. Uh, we're going to wait till maintenance or something like that. But I've got the tapes if you'd like to review them. Um, even have the MRIs themselves if you want to see them. Yes, and uh, like a copy of all that information. Of course. All right, and then you're going to examine the infection vector. and specifically look at the vectors. Okay. The disease vectors. <clears throat> so, medicine or science biology or science microbiology. And probably one more. Put another sick person. Okay, so my medicine is 20. I don't have biology or microbiology because I picked epidemiology instead. Mm-hmm. And I assume, can I, can I safely assume I can use that instead of science biology could. or microbiology? I'm trying to see if there's anything else that would be a good fit, but no, I think that, that makes sense. My scientists I picked were epidemiology, genetics, and pharmacology. So. Yeah, I'd, I'd let you do epidemiology. Makes sense. Damn it. <laughs> Six, 64 over 60. Okay. All right. You definitely spend some time, but you make no great discovery. But some progress has been made. Uh, that being said, uh, give it more time. Surely you'll get it solved. What's the the just just generic progress or this? I I mean, markdown. It's a failure. Well, sure, yeah. But outside of that, yeah. Um, Effectively, they break things down into the amount of time each of these discoveries take. Depending on your roles, you get a certain number of hours that it takes to actually make that discovery. So your autopsies were a success, mm -hmm. right? And you're comparing the symptoms also a success? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay, so I'm the only one to Yeah, Mr. 2 out of 80. <laughs> now, mind you, there are four degrees of success and failure here. Fumbles, failures, success, and critical. So, that so, means the critical success? Is no, I imagine no. you have to get a pair. Is it yeah. doubles? Yeah. Doubles. Yeah. Oh, it is doubles. Okay. Yep. So, these are just regular successes, and I got a regular failure. Yep. Which is good. That's not, that's not terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I think a 67% success But then rate. again, I don't want not terrible in the, in the, <laughs> in the light of, you know... A, a terrible disease that nobody understands. Well, like, not critical failure a... for me doing autopsies is like, oh, you punctured your suit. 
Sure. Yeah. Or Quite possibly. Or you <laughs> like, or you just, you know, shit in their chest cavity. <laughs> you mistook that for the bathroom. So well, we, give me a luck check. Oh, good. Do we debrief before the next thing together? Yeah, we probably should. Yeah. In, unless you don't want to. But since you're all at the same location, easy to do. 13. Okay. All right. Some time has gone by. Uh, everybody who's remained in the hospital, which is... Everybody? Technically everybody. Well, even... Even with the autopsy, you're running samples, you're still okay. using machinery and whatnot. Just the noise of the hospital itself uh, is going to cause a sanity versus stress check. Sure. Sanity check. So it's a, it's a zero one. So if you succeed, nothing. If you fail, only one. So our sanity points, right now my sanity points are 70, so I've got to roll. What is a critical or success to? Nothing. Okay. Yeah. I succeeded. Okay. Things are bad, but they're not bad enough that it's starting to grate on you. I got a 10, so. Think we all succeeded? Yeah. We're all like <laughs> steely, pre- highly prepared. You got to see people. <laughs> all right. First four hours have passed. There's a number of other people who have been administered. Admitted? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Admitted. Uh, Dylan O'Donnell, or Dylan O'Dell, sorry. Dylan O'Dell. Is administered in, or, yeah, is admitted into the Stage 1 ward, along with Charles Davies, Delmar Bird, and Andrea Cray, the nurse, is also now in Stage 1. She's in Stage 1. Yep. Stage two. So those are all on stage one. Is stage one up to yep. ten, or did some people transition from one to two? We're about to get there. Okay. Yep. It was, it was Dylan O'Dell, Charles Davies, and who was the other guy? Delmar Bird. Delmar Bird. Those are all stage ones. Mm-hmm. Okay, stage two. Tate Willard has moved from stage one to stage two. Okay. Craig Amberlin has moved from stage one to stage two. Okay. You admitted Dr. Strickland and sure. John uh, Pahabi is now stage two. Okay. Stage three now has Richard Ramirez, Shit. I, uh, Chandresco? Yeah. Chandraskar. Fuck. MD. Stage three from Flagstaff already? Yep. Okay. And Harudo Cortez. How many of those are from stage two? All of them. All of them? Okay, so stage two lost three. Yep. Okay, still at four. And then game three, okay. Registered deaths include uh, Maluth, who has been counted, sure. I believe. Yeah, we, we mm-hmm. Mia Smith, registered nurse. Okay. Shit. And... Henrietta Cortez. Henrietta Cortez. Who was the last to expire. Okay. So stage three still has three. Total deaths up to eight. Stage two has four. Stage one has eight. Is that accurate? I think. This 
doesn't give a great running total. It lets you know when people shift given certain circumstances. All right. Your first four hours, you've been prepped for it, but still tiring, grueling. What do I have to do to get someone in stage one to let me give them an MRI? I thought you were going to say an enema. <laughs> Turn your head and cry. Apparently we're not supposed to use the MRI. I know, until but... Until the well, tech people have looked it over. That's your call. Well, you know... Strickland made the running decree that nobody uses it because yeah. she died. And I'm gonna... I'm, I'm gonna uphold that, I think. But if we do an MRI on a stage one person and maybe, they die... Maybe. Just maybe. Instead of doing that first, I should autopsy the person who died in the MRI. Yeah, Dr. Paulson. Paulden. Paulden. Mm. Yeah. I'd imagine that's part of what you're pulling out, but yeah. It, it doesn't give a great, like, hard focus on here's the evidence you get from individual things. It's like here's some discoveries you might pick up along the way. Mm. So, yeah, we can use that as a running. Here's a potential way to get some more information. Because I'd really like to see if her, the things in her head, were maybe damaged. Mm. See what you can find, yeah. Yeah. So, I assume that means uh, after you reconvene, you're probably leaning back onto examining the infection again? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Also, I think this may possibly be a parasite. And I tell you and the doctor who isn't here mm-hmm. about the things I found in her head. Okay. Now, you were interested in examining victims, yes? Yeah, looking for commonalities between them, time between phases, things like that, onset of symptoms. Okay. I need to find a healthy person to give an MRI. (laughs) You're healthy, right? I don't know that. I consider giving myself an MRI, but then if I'm not healthy and it's a parasite that's sensitive to magnetic fields, then I die. That's true. Which is why you. But that thought do... did run through my head. Mm-hmm. Which is why you want to do it to somebody else. Yeah. That, that being said, since... you don't need consent if it's you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but since death is an outcome, it's however, death is a possible outcome for anything. Right? I have a persuade of sixty, so I can make consent happen. Mm. <laughs> you know, it never sounds good when people phrase nope. it like that. Nope, not mm-hmm. at all. No. <laughs> You're gonna die anyway. <laughs> you could die slowly, and painfully, or you could die heroically. Yeah. Gotta work on that bedside manner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's Just been doing this for w- thirty goddamn into infect- years in an infected area. And I was like, burnt out ten years ago. <laughs> You're all gonna die. <laughs> so which one of you are gonna help me figure out how to stop this? Yes. Well, that's the thing. You say that to anybody, and they're like, well, if you find out how to stop it, I want to be the one still alive when you figure out how to stop it. Depending on the person, of course. But as previously mentioned, yeah, you're dealing with a number of infected medical staff as well, and they tend to be more apt to jump 
the gun in Take those cases. Team. <laughs> yeah. Tends to be a personality trait. Not always. In the whole Messiah complex. I'm glad they take advantage of that. But we're just checking symptoms right now. Yep. See what you got. And I'm unusually concerned about how we found out that uh, Strickland's suit didn't appear to ever have been... Yeah, what, like if I wanted to, uh, before going back into the room after we're debriefed, upgrade to my A suit, would that be a yeah, it's, thing I could do? It's just the, like 10 minutes to suit up, and you'd be able to do that outside. They've got some decon troop, or decon folks. Yeah, no, after I heard that, I, for what it's worth, I mean, if I'm going to have it, I already have it, but... Hmm. Yeah, I think uh, the rest of us who's got them are probably want to go up to A, and then everybody else can just be looking at us like, oh, you bastard. It's kind of that weird, <laughs> well, though it's that weird spot of, well, you've been in B, if it's going to get through the B suit, it's already gotten through the B suit. I mean, there's not a there. There is a difference between the two. The biggest difference is the A suit makes you look like a blue Smurf. So they're blue. As far as preventative, usually, yeah. I mean, yeah, a a Smurf blue spacesuit. <laughs> yeah, air supply is entirely uh, self-contained, so you either have to carry a heavy air tank or be connected to one nearby. Uh, it is yeah. It is essentially impossible for a pathogen to pe- or to penetrate to the person inside as long as the suit is uncompromised. A level B suit features treaded overalls, hood, and a gas mask, with the oxygen tank worn outside of the suit. C and D uh, protection add gloves, mask, boots, and other protections to ordinary clothing. So your B is still like properly treated coveralls but it's not the full positive pressure suit. A is that jump up. Though, if it's a parasite that's that small, it doesn't really matter if you have a suit on. Well, I think that a type A suit could keep out a parasite that small. Type B. Mm. With, yeah, type A should be good in terms of positive pressure. If you get any breaches, it should, in theory, expel some of the air inside to push everything out until it can be, or until you can hopefully quickly patch it or leave. Um, But yeah, in theory, nothing should be able to breach it. In theory, Dr. Strickland shouldn't be sick. That's true. But he only had type B. Mm-hmm. I would swap to a type A suit. There you go. I so do, I assume we have like big oxygen tanks for those. Yeah, like they're big and heavy, and you have to carry them around, or you can have them uh, effectively outside and like connected to them. But they've got to then be propped up and held onto something. Like they are slightly bigger than you'd expect a scuba suit to be mm-hmm. in terms of the tank but because of the design of the suit it has to be outside of it yeah so you have to like haul it around with you so you won't be doing any running in those 
and it also does make it more difficult to look around. Uh, you have a sure. minus twenty percent on like search perception, those kind of things. If Anything we have visual run, oriented. I think we've already lost. No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. that happens. <laughs> we've we've messed up. So we're switching. At least I think the two of us are switching to our A suits. To A suits. Okay. For well, any particular reason? Because Doctor Strickland was in a B suit. And it didn't appear to be uh, compromised. True, but we've been working in bee suits this entire time. If we, if there is a problem with the bee suit, we've already been exposed. Uh, I do think a... this could be a parasite. Okay. Based on the autopsy that you did? Yes. Okay. And I show you like the samples of the thing I took out of the brain and tell you about them. Yeah, I guess let's, um, if we're going to do it, we better go ahead and do it. Change over to DA suits. And, um... And if anyone can convince a seemingly less sick hospital person to get an MRI, that would be informative. Is there anybody in stage one who's willing to... I, I, I still don't think we should go there just yet. I mean... At least let me do the autopsy on. Uh, uh, who's in what stage? Hold in. Okay. Yeah, let's talk to. We'll do a symptom check then. Yeah, do the autopsy on Paul then, and then based on that, we'll if there's a stage one person who's who's volunteering to get an MRI, we'll we'll throw them in. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll literally literally throw them in. Yes, and tie them down. <laughs> tie them down. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I suppose you've got Andrea Cray, the potential stage one. And she's a senior nurse practitioner, so she she would know the, you know, the game, so to speak. She would know, mm-hmm. the, know what's at stake. And she might have just enough of a messiah complex to let us do it. I want to find out. So if you want to have a little MRI in between? Well, I'm going to do symptoms while she's doing the... Autopsy. Okay. So, Dr. Farat is going to continue examining the infection. Okay. Because I'm trying to look at timetables and... Dr. Jester is examining victims, Mm -hmm. sounds like. Just to make sure there's nothing more, like, focused on biology. Is that the phrase for it, examining victims? Yeah, examining victims is the specific phrase in these. Okay, what victims specifically? Stage one. Stage one, yeah. yeah. Trying to see what the beginning looks like. Sure. And what are the other options? Examining Examining the infection, examining the victims, comparing symptoms, which we did, which Dr. Chester did already. Yep. Treating victims... Uh, you've got plenty of options in terms of researching the victims. can dive into victims' backstories, uh, spend some time studying data of different things, interviewing families and victims' families, uh, going over victims' belongings. We do need to look at that coffee shop sometime as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, we can do it. Coffee shop's like, going to be one. That's 10 o'clock. At, well, no. Hold oh, no. on. It's 8 o'clock. I could also just ask one of the stage ones where the hell the coffee shop is. Assuming they know. Yeah. Like, 
They might give you, in, they might tell you where it is, but then you need directions to get there. Yeah, but a ton of five thousand. I mean, it's like not percent. like they're trying to. Yeah. Tell me where it is in Lafayette. And yeah, you've got GPS, so you can literally. Even in twenty eleven, we can twelve. Google Earth was around then, right? I'm gonna uh, starting. I'm gonna take a look at the data, <clears throat> specifically uh, the medical histories of the patients, and try to cross-reference anything that will um, that that appears regularly to see if there's any patterns. Okay. What's the what's the phrase for that? So I can jot it down. Studying the data. Yeah. Joke is literally just, yep. just studying the data. Very clear on that one. Medical histories. I suppose I have uh, permission to do autopsies on more of these now. Uh, the MD, yes. Um, so, like my Apaldin, yes. The others, mm, probably not. Yeah. It's it's been four hours, but grief usually takes longer. <laughs> Well, that and they have to sign documents and stuff like that. Yeah. They have to find somebody who's, you know, in a position to actually make that call and have them sign, you know. But in the background, we got people on that doing that, right? In theory, you're running low on nurses and doctors. (laughs) Like, to a point where if you want... It's literally at a point where if any one of you goes, I'd like to help treat people, you can probably start slowing infection. Like, they just don't have enough people for the number of sick they've got. Oh, yeah, I've got all the, the tasks. Okay. Uh, I, in terms of studying the data, what do you think in skill-wise? Bureaucracy makes sense. Do you have any other angle you want to throw? Uh, both my bureaucracy and my computer science are the same, so it's not going to mm-hmm. really matter. Um, uh, I, <clears throat> I don't see anything else that would... Work specifically for studying and cross-referencing data, mm. um, and I don't want. I don't think ep- epidemiology has a direct application here. It's just sort of informing my analysis of the data. Yeah, it's so. it's something I would allow, but with a like minus twenty percent. Yeah, so there's really no there's no benefit there. Okay. So I would just go ahead and roll like uh, probably bureaucracy, I guess. Okay. And you're just collating and trying to gather information on the current victims you've got? And, and if everybody's been infected, I want to, if I can access their medical history, I want to see if there are any patterns. Like, they all seem to have relatively low, you know, hmm. white blood count, you know, cell count, or like they all have a, his, you know, have a history in their family of like heart disease or just anything that would help me, like, mm-hmm. typify. Narrow it down to what yeah. could 
what are some of the signs before you get infected? Yeah. What what okay. what makes you more vulnerable than, than uh, anybody else? Okay. Give me a go. Okay. Ah, excellent. Seventy-eight over forty. Mm. Okay. I. You're sorting through a lot of the data. You're finding it affects the young and the elderly, effectively the same. Um, Is that a regular failure? Can I assume that's a... Yeah, that's a yeah. regular yeah. failure. Okay. It has to be a palindrome to be a crit fail or a crit success. Yep. Uh, that being said, you do manage to pick up a little bit that it progresses at different rates for different people. Um, you're able to start putting together some of the very basics. You've got that much for free, and then a little bit of this morning, but there's still the rest of this period that... Well, I guess with this being the uh, oh, more end of the road. Okay. Yeah. Mori. Mori. Hmm? Mori time assistance. Francesca, Chile, Liz. And then since this will be the rest of your four hours, that's effectively the rest of the day in terms of who's getting sick. Well, shit. Yep. Dr. Abramovich hit stage one about about at eight. Um, Donovan and Begay are in stage one now. Mm-hmm. Um Looks like during this four-hour period, um, Stephen Embry's dead. Uh, well, I don't actually see in my notes. May have been an earlier. Haruto Cortez reference. Dead. He was moved to stage three previously, so he's gone. And then Richard Ramirez, one of the registered nurses on staff, he's gone. Where's Strickland? He's still in two, I believe. I don't think he's progressed yet. Stage one. Hold on. So, let's see. We'll have to see. Uh, Charles Davies and Orenthal Kimmons. Whatever the fuck that is. (laughs) is, They're in stage two. As are Delmar Bird. Got upgraded to stage two. Luis Tsatsi, one of the other Hudson Wells staff, stage two. Charles Davies got to stage two again at 22. <laughs> it's just weird because it says at 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 8 o'clock, Charles Davies. And then also at 10 o'clock, Charles Davies again. So he got double stage two. Uh, Tate, Tate Willard. Davies and Bird progress more quickly. Stage three. John Pahavi, stage three. Dr. Strickland, stage three now. Okay. Yeah, it, that was uh, 2300. And then, I uh, already, already listed the, the deaths. Uh, Henrietta Cortez, we already listed death. Mia Smith, dead. Um, Maloof. Holden, Philippa Jones, and then the Moray sisters. So those are our current dead. So, you know, shit sucks. 
Alright. So does anybody else want to roll and get successes on their four-hour things? <laughs> Hopefully. Oh, um, give me another luck, if you would, please. Oh, boy. Oh, gosh. <laughs> 99! <Hey. laughs> Alright. That's not that's, good. That's a critical. It's a critical. Thanks! <laughs> Oh boy! Well, hey, I'm proud of you, baby. I hope you guys are successful. <laughs> well, in between looking for symptoms, I'm also going to try to convince the nurse to let me kill her. So <laughs> it's my last day at the CDC. <laughs> How was your first? Oh. <laughs> it happens to be both. Yeah, <laughs> just two weeks from retirement. Oddly wow, enough, short even though I just started. <laughs> CDC is a pretty high turnover. No, no, I meant as. As a player, it's my first day at CDC. He's supposed to be a, like, you know. Been around a little little bit longer. (laughs) Alright, so, as you had been doing some research locally. Okay, that's when that kicks. One of these patients in stage three breaks free of bonds and effectively accosts you in the hallway during some of your research. Oh, me, okay. Yeah. Hence the 99 on that one. Motherfucker. <laughs> what type of suit are you currently in? Uh, we switched over to A. a? We did. Yes. All right, cool. You will need to give me a dex times five, strength times five, dodge, or unarmed test to avoid having your hazmat suit torn by a crazy, crazy patient. Okay, so or strength times five or dex, dex times five. Or dodge or unarmed combat. So you're going to fail. I'm going to use strength, actually. Okay. My strength times 5 is a 65. Ooh. My dex times 5 is a 50. I've got 60 and I'm on combat because I take judo classes. Nice. <laughs> and my dodge is a 30, so the best option here would be to go strength. with strength. Cool. Add runner. I look like, my, my character looks like like Javier Bardem, so he's like, he's a big <laughs> guy, life. like, you know, he's from uh, No Country for Old Men, right? And uh, he was in the Bond movies with Skyfall, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a guy in Skyfall. You recognize him immediately. Yeah. yeah. I know that face. So, like, I'm just gonna, like, like, <laughs> just judo <laughs> throw this guy in the hallway. <laughs> Uh, best as I can in the suit. Uh, 53 over 65. All right. You're able to dodge out of the way. Um, <laughs> effectively, like, in their madness, they're kind of moving around. I, you've got the problem of what do you want to try to do here? Sure. Yeah. Um, if left alone... They will cause havoc. Yeah. Maybe bump a couple of people up the uh, to death, even from stage one. Yeah. Um, can I can I use like the unarmed combat? Basically, I want to get him in some kind of like hold arm lock or something mm-hmm. like that, and I want to get him as quickly as possible to the nearest source of. Uh, Sleep juice <laughs> that I can. I want one of the available nurses to like trank this guy and get okay. him back into back into isolation. Sounds good. Uh, give me an unarmed check then. See if you can grab and move. I 
24 out of 16. Yep. As you're approaching, you see they're wielding a scalpel. Oh, good. <laughs> the classic, like, palmed, ready to strike ah, kind of thing. Yes. Um, you're able to get in there, grab hands, get them in a bit of a hold. Armbar. I call out for a nurse, honestly, anybody at this point, um, and they're making their way over. I'm going to need one more successful unarmed to hold them, or strength times five to hold them. Let's do strength times five to okay. hold them, because that'll give me a little bit of an inch. I need sleep juice. <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck. Oh. No. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be worse, I'm sure. Yeah. 56 out of 65. Nice. Okay. Manage to hold them long enough for the nurse to get over there, tranquilize them, and they go down. You're not dead, yes. <laughs> you do a quick check over of the suit. Uh, give me a quick uh, sanity check. Yeah. <laughs> From just... Oh, boy. 14 out of 70. Okay. Uh, you're doing okay. It's stressful, but... A little bit of adrenaline. Yeah. You're keeping it together. Uh, scalpel clatters to the ground. Get this man. Better restrained. Like some fucking coffee. <laughs> and I'm gonna go get some coffee. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so what am I wrong? You're examining victims? Yeah, and if I have time after that, I'm Medicine. trying to persuade the nurse. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll roll the two together. You want to seduce the nurse? <laughs> Hello, nurse? I don't think she's into 51 year old, though. You don't know. <laughs> that is a 13. Alright. Yep, 13. So you spend a good bit of time in the uh, stage one you area. all over 20 ever? He's got that last luck. <laughs> I'm probably just saving all those shitty rolls for like... Later, like, later when you get infected. Yeah. <laughs> you got to roll under a 9 to live. 99. You've been able to, through observation, kind of nail down a little bit more what you're dealing with. Okay. I... In terms of signs of infection, the first stage, you are seeing one or multiple of the following per person. Uh, usually no more than four of these at a time, okay. but anywhere between one to four. Headache, coughing, okay. vomiting, okay. impairment of sensory and motor functions, okay. impairment of memory and concentration, sleep disturbances, mood changes, and uneven pupil dilation. So, headache, coughing, vomiting, psychological stuff, and uneven pupil dilation? Mm-hmm. Weirdos. <laughs> they're, on the, they're on the dope. Make a luck check, if you would, please. This is it. That. Here it is. <laughs> oh. That is a 26. Okay. <laughs> Your time will <laughs> I mean, maybe low bad. Anyways. And then do I need to roll Persuade if I try to pull the nurse out of the stage one and just talk to her one-on-one? I, not only her, but other people, because you will effectively be breaking the quarantine. 
If you want to have a conversation with her in there, sure. But as it goes, she should stay in the room because she's sick. Fine. Just jot some stuff down on a pad and just like... I it's very convincing. Yeah. Well, if the, if the calligraphy's good, maybe. Will you die in an MRI machine? 48. Circle yes or no. So, <laughs> holding a boombox. Uh, 48 out of 60. I would pitch the very realistic last person that had this that got an MRI. She died, and we're trying to figure out if it was a result of how far along she was or if the MRI caused this. But also the MRI is going to give us important information about mm -hmm. the development of those oh, yeah. holes in the brainstem. So, like, it's not just to check yeah. if you'll die. <laughs> our, assumption is that you're not, our assumption is you're not going to die because it just radio waves. But we had a we weird need to be thing aware of the risks. Yeah. Well, technically, MRI is, uh, that's, that's... Electromagnetism, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, very strong magnet. magnetic resonating going around you very fast. Yes. Yeah. Very loud. Yeah, you get that. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And functionally, short of even metal inside of you, it shouldn't actually impact you at all. Yep. The fun about electromagnetism. Everybody's... If you have metal inside of you, it will end poorly. Yes. Because it wants to oh, go okay. to the metal. All right. So. The this response of, of atomic nuclei of body tissues to high-frequency radio waves when placed in a strong magnetic field. Okay. So combination of two. Nice. Both. Yeah. Cool. Learning. So and so on my persuade for her, got 48 out of 60. She agrees. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you lead this poor woman to her death. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll do it. God, it's fucking hot in here. <laughs> Wait, what did you just say? Well, that's, what, that's, that's for the next four hours. Did you ask me for coffee? I don't remember. Who, uh, who are you? God, it's, God, it's, it's fucking here. God, it's fucking me in here. Right, so that's my four hours. Okay, so are you running the MRI? Or are you going to get the radiologist who has been pulled up to run... Uh, Pulled up effectively to help treat other people. Oh, this is just for you. Yeah. Isn't, he, uh, in the, isn't he infected now? The radio, the Doctor Abrankovich is the radiologist. Mm -hmm. Doctor Abrankovich is at stage one. Yeah, right now. So he has fever and weakness. As but he's okay. A... <laughs> you should have asked him. Physician, would I know the basics of running an MRI? I might not be able to interpret the same way a radiologist would, but I'm going to assume MRIs, in terms of like reading them, would be a basic medical check. Okay, cool. Yeah, running it. Yeah, that's 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 going to require. Yeah, that's going to require somebody either with the skill. Which I'm trying to figure out what radiology. Right? Yeah, radiology. I guess would be it. It would be science, radiology, or significantly or, high medicine skill. Right? Yeah, I would do medicine at a minus twenty percent to oh. run it. If you want to do it yourself. Yeah, if you want to do it yourself. Well, I want the radiologist to do it because he's infected. Nah. Just put him in a suit. Yeah, I have him break quarantine. Hmm. Well, you're having a nurse break quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you already have one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're already breaking the rules. So you, so you put the nurse in the machine. So what? What do I hit? <laughs> what, what button do I press? <laughs> so the nurse is in the machine and I'll have the radiologist. I'll have the radiologist run it. Okay. This one here that says liquefy. <laughs> and I can have both of them... In the type B suits. Cool. <laughs> Why does the MRI have a puree option? <laughs> Don't worry about it. That's a good question. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's terrifying. Yeah. 
Things you don't want to hear your doctor say and or see on medical equipment. Well, he rolled an op one. So he's real good at running this thing. Good stuff. All right. He invented it. <laughs> you have the inventor of the MRI. Right here. John Q. MRI. <laughs> he's the one that sold it to him on Midbay. Yeah. Oh, he's, yeah, he's <laughs> the guy who previously owned it. Oh, yeah, this thing? Yeah, I got it. I come with it to you just gotta, you understand. You just got to kick it a little bit. Sure. A little percussive maintenance. Yeah, isn't that a great phrase? Yeah. yeah. There's actually a phrase for that. I mean, you know, okay. back then we we just we just had to call it, you know, the like the Fonz approach. <laughs> but now there's a proper uh, so let's proper phrase for it. Oh, okay. There's, there's what I needed there. Cool, 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 and or cool. And here we go. All right. As the machine starts running, uh, you can tell <laughs> you can tell the nurse is in a bit of distress, uh, clearly in pain, and you get a like side eye from the radiologist who's like, "Turn it off, hand over the button, like ready to hit the thing, keep it yeah. going." <laughs> no, keep as going, as Peter. As, this, as soon as she starts exhibiting distress, this is the fucking villain moment. You you need to come in. <laughs> I'm not trying to kill her on the goggles. They do nothing. <laughs> okay, uh, and you can see, like, before he's able to press the button, she seems to, like, return to a agitated, but n- no longer, like, moaning in pain. Okay. And presses the button, and it winds down to okay. a stop. Um, and she, after you bring her out of the machine... Um, I can think clearly. Um, it hurt a lot. Okay. But... Can I get some more information on that? How did it hurt? Where? Give me a medicine check. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. As I'm assuming you want to run through the... Absolutely. Are you showing signs? What number is your pain? Because yeah. I kind of... want to know if we accidentally cured it. <laughs> I don't think that happened. Crit success. 44. 44 out of... Nice. Yeah. Uh, You run through. You've just spent some time observing them. You see none of the side effects for stage one. That she previously had. That she previously had. So her fever and weakness are gone. Yeah. So technically it hurt a bunch, but she's she's, Yeah, she's complaining about, like, a bit of persistent pain, but seems... Okay, before we get excited, <laughs> I want to see what the swapping one symptom for another. Okay. Yeah. I, because it got cut early, you're able to see uh, a couple of the images. You're not getting a full yeah, picture. Yeah, you're not getting a full picture, I know. Yeah, still with the crit, what you're able to pull out of that is there's definitely some damage to parts of the brain. Oh, fuck. Like, very clear parts where it's like matter is missing. Okay. But... Gesundheit. Oh, excuse me. Like, what? what? I'm going to ask her if she's willing to go back What parts of the brain? A random sampling, small pieces. Like, it's not great, but she's she still has enough to remain functional. That's not... Uh, yeah. She has, she has brain damage. 
and she's still talking to you. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering what got fucked up. Yeah. That's why... Obviously not the Broca's area. That's fine. That's why I'd be asking if she's willing to go back in, because she's not exhibiting any symptoms for her report. <laughs> she said it stopped hurting. So I, she... she requests, like, Advil, Tylenol, some sort of painkiller. Oh, <laughs> just get some morphine and fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to help you up to the point you can't walk. <laughs> that might be for the best, just in case she goes nuts. As long as you can lay still in the tube. <laughs> How about a lobotomy? <laughs> I mean, you're already brain damaged. So what's what, what's the what's the harm? All right, you spin things back up, run it through. Rest of your time. Does she start reacting? No. Okay, so we're gonna get a full scan. You gave her too much. <laughs> full different. scan comes through. I, you're getting confirmation of what you saw earlier. Yes, parts of the brain are effectively missing. Fuck! Like it, it's small amounts. It's not localized to one particular area you're looking at like like somebody took sand and kind of like chucked it against a brain and wherever the little bits of sand hit sure pick that okay out. so we're talking like centimeters or something like that even if that millimeters millimeters, millimeters to okay. and lower like it's it's small enough that yeah you're you would expect to see there might be some side effects to this but Oh, my first birthday. I yeah, would that, immediately... Sorry, John. Like, <laughs> I would immediately contact both of you over the comms and give you guys a heads up on this. This is not insignificant. Okay, you're discovering this effectively at the end of the shift. Yeah. But, yeah. So it's basically midnight, and we're like... Oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay, wait, 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 wait. You threw, wait, you wait. threw whose brain in a microwave? <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, <laughs> hold on a second. So, the problem is that we don't know... Why? Yes, but no, also no we don't know if the damage to the brain was there before the MRI happened. This is true. Which is what I'm hoping to find out. Mm-hmm. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. So I hope you do. And uh, after the MRI, I would put her in a room away from... From even stage one? Yeah. Okay. I... First floor, second floor? Uh, second floor, ideally. But second really, floor's got... Because uh, she's in the type B suit right now. There are some offices and mm-hmm. a storage room on the second floor, so that's up to you. I would lock her in an office and let her know we're going to keep her there for observation <laughs> to see lock if any of the symptoms come back. Okay. <laughs> like a, a, mm-hmm. I'll be back, point, I swear. At this point, she'll be like, look, you don't have to lock me in. Look, if a CDC guy if, told, if things told me to lock that, yeah, I would yeah. be like, yep. <laughs> yes, sir. But when if she made a comment like that, I would point out, like, other crazy people when they get to stage three. This is for your I'll safety. I'll let you know before I get to stage three. I can't. No, no, no. People coming know. for you. Like, <laughs> you need the, to, for your sake. The majority of people are coming here once they start seeing si- or stage one side effects. I will pound on that door the moment they come back. Okay. Thank you. People don't like that loss of autonomy. I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. As soon as I, I wouldn't leave, trust her, she has brain damage. I would. I would. Rude. Walk off the door. <laughs> You're just like pushing a soda machine in front of us. <laughs> very slowly Sorry. with a very loud. <laughs> no, I probably have the radiologist stand outside the door in a suit. Get somebody there to like keep an eye on. There's not, there's not anybody I'm left. St- I'm, I'm stage one. I should be upstairs. Quarantined. Yeah. Well, he's on the second floor. 
He's just not with the stage one people. We got people moving back and forth. And he is inside of a suit as well. Fine. Yeah, he needs to go back into the quarantine. I'll just hope that she doesn't go crazy. That sounds great. Yep. It's always what you're hoping. It's like Darkest Dungeon, right? She's only missing missing part of her brain. brain. That's fair. Only a tiny part of her brain. Yeah, tiny part not localized to a specific area, so it would be hard to be like, oh, you're missing parts from, like, what was usually short-term memory. You're having short-term memory problems. It's scattershot. And I know that it's not It's not like there were metal pellets, or like ferrous pellets in there or anything, or she'd no. be dead. Yeah. <laughs> would be quite dead. Like, whatever the MRI did, it dissolved something. So, let's see what she finds. Okay, so yeah. I'm rolling medicine again. Medicine, science biology, or science microbiology. You have... Oh. Oh? 99. Ooh. Oh. Well, add that to the fumbles. Cool. Okay, so the autopsies were a fumble. Mm-hmm. Hard fumble. And studying the data for me was just a failure. And did you, have you done your check yet examining the victims? You did yeah. the MRI yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. So that's... Yeah. You ended up with, I think, a six. I had a crit success on the MRI. MRI. I had a success on examining the victims. So what does that mean overall? And I accidentally cured a lady. Examining victims was a success, so... Got success. Got it. Just trying to keep track of... That's right. Cool. Regardless of what I'm doing, kind of... This character's going to get attacked by something she's autopsying again, isn't she? I would continue to check on the woman in the office, like, every half hour. I'd check on her more than i check on the people that are actually sick. Sure, yeah. Give me that luck check. Well, that's a success. Nine. Hot nine. Cool. Uh, All right. I... You're able to piece together a bit of information from, uh, how do you pronounce it? From Gabriel's, uh, Dr. Espinoza? Espinoza? Espinoza. From Dr. Espinoza's research and able to come up with a little bit more, just enough to count it as a discovery. So a combination of the two. See, we fell together. Yeah. Mm. You can go places. It's just time. So what did they learn? As you've started to examine these a little bit closer, none of the microbes look exactly alike. They appear to not be a single invasive species, but a colony of countless distinct species. Okay. Species, definitely parasites. And did the ones in uh, Dr. Polson look any different? Or did I find any in there, or...? Uh, in Pulson, yeah, you you found some in there. That's how you were able to be like, oh yeah, no, these are these are quite different. Did you find as you were examining brain tissue? Part of her brain tissue. So it didn't seem like the uh, MRA had any effect on that one. I on that one. Um, oh yeah, I should give you a special one for her. No, no, no. I for her, you're noticing there are large chunks of her brain missing. Mm. Like, almost, almost enough where you look at it and you go, like, yeah, that's what killed her. Mm. 
like do and different people do these things they seem to be different sizes uh like holes and whatnot the, the what? little things i like varying a little bit yeah there's some variance there but they're mostly within the same size category okay yeah you're not dealing the, with like small and large versions the, of these the centimeters the little uh, yeah. yeah yeah what symptoms was the lady missing chunks of her brain experiencing before the mri she was in stage three. So, so psychosis. Okay. Yeah. She was shouting about stuff. So they would have been... Anybody get a get a note about what she was shouting? More populous. The yeah, black... Um, oh, black things in the sky. Yeah. 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 I remember the, yes. Okay. All right. This is somewhat stressful. Like, I was actually thinking about it. I'm like, this is us playing a game, and this is pretty stressful. I couldn't imagine actually like being doing the person doing it. Oh, yeah. No, that, that's the first oh, thing I thought yeah. of. I was like, this is, this is fucking awful. Oh, like, yeah. the fact they give you a time is, I think, what makes this so effective. So if I have a chance, I want, at least during my next four hours, to run the radiologist through the MRI. Sure. I, you're at a point where it's midnight. You're all kind of reconvening again. I have coffee. Mm-hmm. Wonderful coffee. Just for me, I didn't get you. It's it's inside the I suit. I got some money. <laughs> the way in. It's like in a sippy bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Those like beer hats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with uh, with cappuccinos you know. attached <laughs> to both sides. Yeah. Uh, strange thing about Paulson. Um, she didn't have any of those little things on her head, but she did have several large chunks of brain missing. Uh, in that case, those would be like centimeter-sized chunks. Those are significant chunks. Yeah. yeah, and from your examination, it might just be that it was a large collection of like micrometer holes all together, clumped together to get, get you that, but okay. there's no way to tell. Okay. Yeah. There's no way to tell, but if these things grouped in an area and... They were destroyed. It would. Uh, they all also seem to be distinct. So we are definitely looking at living organisms here. Okay. Dr. Jester, the nurse has reported that she has no symptoms. She's quarantined by herself in an office. She has small missing parts in her brain, but as soon as she got through the pain of the MRI, which from her report was rather discomforting, she was able to go through... But manageable. Yeah. And so we stopped it. She came out. She said she was fine. She went back in. No further pain. The full MRI showed missing brain matter, but tiny amounts, and she's fully functional. They were quarantined by herself to see if there are any further issues, but I want to run the radiologist himself through the MRI next to see if it's a consistent outcome of the MRI destroying whatever these are. That is, that's the last trial you, you, you get to run, because uh, if we have a solution that involves, you know, destruction of brain matter, even, even small amounts, that's not a cure, that is, that is medieval. I don't, I don't think you understand 
the destruction of the brain matter may not be caused by the MRI. I understand It may that. be caused by these things feeding on the brain matter. I understand so that, but there's no there, way that we can verify that the MRI doesn't have some kind of agitating effect on it. And besides, this is not a perfect solution because if they're too far along the track, it's just going to kill them. Lebron Abrakovich through provided that he consents, get it in writing. Well, I'm getting him through is mostly just so we have a healthy radiologist. Ideally, yes. yes. I also need blood work and a full battery of tests on, um, on the nurse uh, to make sure that she is completely mm-hmm. fine. That's why she's currently in a room by herself, away from other infected. If she's not being observed, that's probably not the best idea. Checking in every half hour is the best you can do right Good, now. good. Yeah, this was uh, Andrea Cray, right? Mm-hmm. So she was the one that got MRI'd. Okay. Yeah. Because what might be happening is, for some reason or another, the MRI is killing the... It's not just killing them. It's dissolving the parasites. Yes. And the, but that may in turn be dissolving what they're attached to. Mm-hmm. I can't... Can't even imagine a, an organism that would, that that would happen with. That's what uh, Doctor Abrankovich said. The MRI shouldn't be uh, affecting these creatures in this way. Yes. All right. We need to discuss what we're going to do next. We know what you want to do. How are you holding up? I'm fine. I uh, had to uh, I had to uh, shoulder throw a patient earlier who was trying to cut my suit open, but other than that, I'm fine. Do you think we can get some metal restraints here? I asked. I hope, hopefully, they're working on that. Yeah, you've seen they've actually started to like anesthetize some of the. Uh, Category three for stage three patients, and even under the influence, they're still occasionally moaning or moving. Sure, yeah. But I'd also be curious to know if it was a noise thing from the MRI. Mm -hmm. Because sonic agitation. Because noise causing a problem makes a lot more sense than to an organism. Yes. But I don't know where we can get that kind of loud, all-encompassing noise outside of MRI. <laughs> Quick, we need the plot to Mars attacks. Somebody have, um... They have a record player. We have, uh, <laughs> some kind of headset or something. We could we could play a, a high-frequency tone and see if it has the same effect. One of the stage two or stage three patients. Is there something else that I have? Uh, if anybody's got, uh... Fuck, if anybody's got an iPod or something. Though I would think it's safer to do it on a stage one patient because the parasites have not propagated as thoroughly through the brain, it's less likely that they're going to die. Grab one of the stage one patients and also concurrently do the same thing with Nurse Cray. Okay. If we need to um, send someone... uh, someone clearance uh, scrubbed into town to grab something 
Uh, from a 2012 Radio Shack mm-hmm. server. Yeah, Radio, yeah, Radio Shack's mm-hmm. not dead yet. Need somebody to go to a Radio Shack or something. Grab that. Okay. Might still be something on the SUV. I checked there first. I'm going to. Uh, Okay, well, if this is an organism, why are they aerosolizing? That doesn't make any sense. We thought it was a virus before, but your findings are indicating that it's more... It's, it's, a, bi- it's a biological thing. It's a, it's a, it, well, it's, a, it's an organism. Yes. I'm going to try to nail down the vectors again to make sure that there's not some kind of airborne component to this. Because otherwise, uh, the um, the quarantine, the inevitable quarantine, is going to be almost impossible to work out. Uh, so I guess I'll go back to the drawing board. Okay. Let's see, what can I do with my skills? You're good with like medicine, right? Medicine and biology, yeah. Okay. Um, Comparing symptoms already has been done. Of stage one patients, yes. Yeah. So you got most of the information out of that, aside from a crit success, which, good luck. Uh, You can treat victims. It might be a good idea to treat treat victims just to try to slow the... Isn't that what he's doing, though? Differently. Uh, I'm not trying to treat symptoms. I'm specifically trying to see what... essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So, treating victims. In this four-hour block, a researcher can work with medical staff to manage symptoms and reduce the progress of the disease. Requires a medicine role. Mm, what else? Fair. Uh, Strickland's going to die, just to FYI. <laughs> He's stage three right now. Uh, as is Ayashan... Chandraskar uh, from Flagstaff and three um, civilians. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, might not be the worst idea in the world to treat, mm. help treat victims. Yeah, and you can prioritize, like, do you want to try to treat stage three individuals, two, or one? Okay, so, yeah, I'll try to, um, using what I know about mm-hmm. parasites and things. Try to treat it in that way, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you a plus 20% bonus from all you've been able to find out. Okay. And we'll prioritize stage 3, because even if this uh, sound wave or radiology thing works out, we can't treat them with it because it'll kill them. Yep, yep. Makes sense. Okay. So, uh, treating victims? Yeah, treating victims, which we will be looking at. Yep. And if we have to go to Friday, we'll just use uh, researcher uh, four, five, and six. Okay. So treating victims. Experimenting. Experimenting on myself and other people. Won't take the full four hours. So what I want to do is would like to give myself and the radiologist, assuming he's still stage one, mm-hmm. an MRI. Yep. I would also like to, on another stage one, do some sort of high f- 
frequency, very loud noise, as well as on the woman who is cured. Okay. Yeah, those those are like short enough. Those are fine. Okay. Um, those will easily roll into whatever you want to do for your four-hour period. They're basically, I'd say, take about 30 minutes of that, okay. since effectively you're like rushing an MRI, so there's none of the usual pomp and circumstance of, you know, scheduling it. And the MRI for myself is more of a, if... If it hurts you, then it's something wrong with the machine. No, it's more of a, Space it lets us know the B suit doesn't yeah. work at all. Fair point. And the A suit might not be working. But also, my assumption at this point would be, it's killing the parasites. If I'm going to have to do it at some point, I'd rather do it sooner rather than later. Yes. Mm. When you're not symptomatic. Yeah. yeah. Just keep dosing yourself with an MRI. <laughs> Regular MRIs for over. <laughs> that is kind of what happened to this character in the last... And then I suppose and outside of the experiments on those four people, I would... interview to try to figure out uh, common locations they've been. That would be the rest of my four hours, I suppose. The big four-hour chunk. Okay. So... Interviewing victims. Stage one victim joke. Okay. After I do the experiment. Okay. Uh, that then leaves. And my working assumption is all three of us do have the parasites. So, Doctor Espinito. Espinosa. Espinosa. I am sorry. I'm Hello. doing the. Um, the my previous examining the infection for vectors. Again, trying again. Okay. Examining victims? No, examining examining the infection. Ah, yeah. Gotcha. And trying to find out the specific vectors of... Transmission? Yeah, transmission. Okay. Basically, I'm repeating my 16 to 20-hour block. So what, did you, what were you doing, for? I am treating, basically. Treating, yeah, right. Treating stage three. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I and what were you doing? I'm doing the experiments, and then I'm interviewing patients for... What was the official, like, phrasing for that? I think it's interviewing victims. Interviewing victims and families. Okay. Yep. Interviewing the ill along with their families or other hospital personnel could help source the disease. Specifically, are you targeting a specific stage or stage one still? Stage They're one still. more coherent. I'm doing my experiments sure. with the MRIs yeah, and a lot of noises in stage one, so. Hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. These interviews require no roles, only time and a capacity for empathy. You did? <laughs> <laughs> my, car- my, my character is. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> In a four-hour block, a researcher can conduct two interviews. Uh, <laughs> the phrasing just got yeah. me. So I'm assuming that I'll be able to do one interview because I'm doing all of that other stuff in interviews. I'd uh, still even let you pull this, because like two hours for an interview is a long interview. Okay, then yeah, um, we'll do that. Effectively, you do like hour and a half per interview and then 30 minutes of digging right. stuff out and some yep. transit time. Uh, they break it down into, apparently their recommendation kind of flips it and goes more for who were the people who were like at the later stages first. So looking at um, 
what, the Jones family from the uh, old 69-year-old woman, uh, looking at the cafe, checking out uh, Malfou's family, and then checking out the Mallory's. Okay. Are the ones they've got like nailed down in terms of and we'll do that. things I can give you quickly. Yeah, we'll do that after I... Do MRI, MRI, loud noise, loud noise. Loud noise. noise. Okay. Let's have the examination of the infection start first. Let's see how you do. You're going. Epidemiology. Epidemiology? Cool. Okay. This is good. 33 over 60. That's a double. Crazy success. All right. Uh, remind me again what exactly you're pushing for. We'll I, find a I just, I'm, I'm looking for, like, how is, because previously I failed, mm-hmm. I'm looking for how exactly these, at this point we're working with the theory of it being parasites, how these are being transmitted to other, like, other victims. Is it is it skin contact? Is it, like, via fluids? Okay. You know, is it is it is it airborne? As a, as a default, like, what's the primary means of uh, infection? So you spend some time with these little things under the microscope, trying to figure out how they move, uh, how they could go from place to place, and you found after the death of a host, from time to time one of the microbes darts at another as if to devour it, and then simply vanishes. Recorded at high enough resolution and speed, the vanishing can be... Uh, seemed to leave a brief cavitation where its gelatinous body was before. One microbe does not entirely devour another. Both are simply instantly gone. And then your second behind, or your second discovery connected to that. Occasionally a microbe vanishes, leaving a cavity behind, and then suddenly appears elsewhere, recognizable by its unique shape and movements. Okay. Now, this examination where they appear elsewhere, they appear elsewhere within the confines of, like, I guess the Petri dish or whatever that I'm examining? Or does it, like, do I have some kind of invocation that it would appear, like, across a considerable distance? I... Distance, it's hard to tell. You're dealing with slides. Yeah. Um, you've definitely seen them jump from one slide to a different slide. Okay, that's bad. Mm-hmm. That's very bad. Yeah. Okay, cool. Great. Yep. And they sort of, occasionally they will, one will dart towards another one and then sort of like erase each other. See, that sense. Yeah. Okay, and from that, you're not 100% sure if any of those two will reappear elsewhere. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. Give me a sanity check. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> this, fair. This is helplessness, and this is, you're looking at half your sanity on this. Oh, so I gotta do 40... Walking in the bathroom to a bunch of fucks. Yep. That doesn't Jesus. sound like it's 30 fuck. <laughs> half my sanity is 30 Yep. <laughs> well, that means, like, if it is, oh, like, yeah. fucking warping... 
to like different then there's then anyone could be infected at any time for any reason they could be like in the same room and not like breathing the same like they could be in two separate rooms not breathing the same air not drinking the same fluids or anything it's just like oh congratulations you're infected now there's no way to contain this unless you nuke these things at like a fucking quantum level blast them from orbit no, sixty-five. <laughs> All right, out uh, of out of thirty-five. Take a D four to from unnatural, effectively. Um, one only. You surprisingly cool about this. Yeah, it it strikes you where it's like, okay, I don't know the range, but theoretically, anyone who has been near an infected person could now be infected. Great. Great. Speaking of which, give me a luck check. Thirty-three over fifty. Nice. Okay. Very lucky. Mm-hmm. All right. On to the next. Okay. So I suppose starting at the top. Yep. What would the MRIs results be from? So MRIs and loud noises. Okay. So run through the loud noises thing. All it seems to do is aggravate existing, like, if people have headaches, it gets worse. Doesn't seem to help. Okay. Um, when I get in the MRI machine... You seem fine. Go through, you get an image, come back, you're able to check it, nothing. And the radiologist goes through the MRI machine. Experiences the same pain. Okay, but... But I don't turn it off. Yep. I After it goes through, um, you see he, you know, upright again, scratching the head a bit, just... You can tell, I. Uh, similar to the one before, seems okay. And then I would have the initial to go through the MRI again. Okay. I send her through again. You can get good results on, yeah, MRIs line up, exactly the same. She doesn't feel any extra pain. And I suppose since I have the person I'm experimenting with, the loud noises that's not either of those people, I would just push them through since we're there. Sure. Yeah. That right. way, run through. <laughs> um, they're gonna get the pain. They're gonna... at stage one. Yeah. Yep. I find another person. Well, uh, it was just because I had a person that wasn't the nurse doing mm-hmm. the loud noises as well that was infected. Yeah. So there was a with those. comparison. Yeah. So just a random stage one person. I wouldn't have put any thought into who it was. Just a person at random. Yeah. Yep. I, want, I want to see if they've got like basic stats written up for somebody so I can check to make sure you don't accidentally kill them with the uh, evisceration of the parasites. Yeah, they, they complain of like muscle weakness and stuff like that afterwards, but seem otherwise all right. So the four of them, I would... Uh, and you've collected a number of them um, in terms of MRIs. Uh, you're noticing that a lot of the damage seems to be around uh, some of the uh, around the uh, medulla oblongata, which makes sense given the psychotic freakouts information I would share with you. And then I would tell these four people to stay in the MRI room, and I would go up and do my interviews. 
Are you locking them in? Yeah. <laughs> uh, give me a awareness check. <laughs> One of them is pulling a gun. <laughs> Why is there a horse loose in the hospital? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good... Is that a good alertness? Is that what you're looking for? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's... Yeah. <laughs> Awareness, alertness, whatever it is. That is a failure. No! 32 out of 40. Nice. Not okay. a failure. I, you noticed the person you brought down was complaining of a headache. When you brought them into the MRI room, um, as, they, or as you were running the... Uh, uh, what's his name... Dr. Bronkovich? Yeah, Dr. Bronkovich through. Uh, you noticed, like, was in there and kind of, like, rubbing his head a bit. And when Ivankovich was going through, seemed to, like, have a brief reprieve from symptoms, but didn't seem to bring it up because as soon as the MRI was done, went back to, like, uh, oh. So it may be just the sound wave. Except right? it's not, because when I did it with just, it might be something with the MRI sound specifically. And how strong it is, but when you do it with just the loud sounds, it just made things worse. Because so maybe, you're, you're playing a loud noise to people with a headache. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well then, so uh, there are recordings of MRI machines going, so surely we, we can replicate that noise and then try, that would be the next stage mm-hmm. of testing, right? Yeah, so the four people that currently I know which are is, cured are Which is, scientifically speaking, stupid, but <laughs> we're in over our heads here. here. What's going on here, man? So yeah, that's also somebody needs to call Doctor Morrow. I'll, I'll call Doctor Morrow. Mar- Mar- and then what do I have yeah. to roll for my interviews? She probably needs to know. Interviews? No rolls needed. I just need to know who you're talking to. So they specifically have uh, Jones family. Um, They're all dead, aren't they? No, no. Like interviewing Philip Philippia Jones or Philippa Jones is dead. She was sixty-nine. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but there are other Jones family members, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you would be able to, I believe, contact uh, Renee Simons, who hospital has recorded has called in about her condition um, and found out some of this information that she has passed away. So you have an access there. Um, the, the first one you mentioned, her current condition, is she exhibiting symptoms or does she have a exi- pre-existing condition? Uh, this was... Uh, the one that came in and that died had died on the way in yeah. um, and effectively she was asking like how is she doing and got the bad news over the phone okay so in that case was checking up to see like okay ambulance happened what's going on I see I was um, checking on the I'd I get a hold of the mom of the three girls yeah the Mallory's mm-hmm. yeah uh, you can definitely make a call out uh, you managed to contact them um Avram and Ida Mallory are just shattered and dumbfounded with shock. Sure, their kids are dead. Uh, they cooperate without trouble, though. Okay. Um, if you need to apply some pressure, you, you do what you need to do. <laughs> yeah. I, when asked about recent activities... Um, They briefly mentioned going door to door with Liz on the twentieth, soliciting funds for a church pledge drive. 
Uh, there weren't many people home, but one woman answered the door and signed, uh, looking a little pale at the time, a little ill. Um, Where was the house? Uh, they still have the uh, sign-up sheet, so they'd be able to get you a name, but not the house. Yeah, the name would be fine. Okay. Uh, the sick woman was Rosamund... Kiert, uh, K E Y E R T, and she mentions yeah she, a couple of doors down from us. Okay. Um, Lovely dog sounds. sounds. I would. Yep. It's my favorite sound. <laughs> I suppose with my second chunk of whatever, I would try to call her. Okay. Phone books are still a thing in twenty twelve, right? Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out if she's somebody who's already been admitted or not. Okay. You ring the residence and do not receive an answer. Yeah, because she's dead. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm it's, dead. It's also midnight. Well, a little past midnight, but yeah. Yeah, but she's old enough that uh, that's like her wake-up time. Yeah, so she's dead. Um, <laughs> just checking them off for this. Call He's the, calling it right now. I'd call the police. Time of death. Like I would have police go do a check on her, but my assumption is, if the girls got anything from her, the girls are dead. The girls are probably going to have a more resilient system than an older woman will. But the, I still would have a police check so that we could at least have a body to dissect. The word is I autopsy, not dissect. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, you've got a handful of state troopers. I, uh, you're gonna need to actually like contact the police at some point and get the sheriff on your side for this. Because right now, yeah, medical emergencies, wellness call, sure, but we're approaching quarantine time, but that needs to be a group decision. Yeah. You're getting close. Okay. Uh, treating the victim. Or just before Raccoon City. So for mm-hmm. interviewing the ill, that was a success overall? Yeah, it, it's a guaranteed success. Okay. And the treating. Okay. Let's Medicine check. Don't critically 20. fail. <laughs> with a plus 20, right? Yeah, with a plus 20. You have techniques and understanding to help. 26 out of 80. Nice. Okay. And you're starting in Third. stage three, right? Yes. Because the thing that I'm doing isn't going to help stage three. Cool. All right. Uh, you spend a good bit of time in stage three, um, able to help a couple of people, reduce symptoms. Um, effectively, you're putting them into like a coma. And it seems to at least slow things down. Um, And at the very least, they aren't hurting themselves in the process. Uh, You also administer some other drugs that you know can help with uh, different types of parasites and just kind of a hope of one of these should work. Let's see which one, like, starts to show some signs. Okay. And you're relatively successful. All right. All right. 
four in the morning starts crawling around, you feel like you've got another four block shift in you before you're going to start running into issues with energy. Right. Can I just give myself meth? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But you're going to suffer some other negatives. (laughs) So it might not be the best balance. All right. You've got to prescribe it just right. That being said, as the uh, lot of you are meeting together, uh, Dr. Ferret, you start to feel a little bit of a headache coming on. Oh, oh shit. I got an MRI for you, fam. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, fam, I got this coming. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Come on. We're functionally back in 1800s medicine, and this is something yeah. that works. <laughs> It uh, might just be the stress. It could just be the stress. You don't know. But if you get to stage two, then this we can't do this. Well, you haven't tried it on a stage two. But if it's making brain matter disappear, the further along you get, the worse it's going to be. It could erase my medical school. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be no use to you. You've been practicing. That's You'll be fine. even Those less use if you're dead. <sighs> All right. So you're going for an MRI? Yes. And I grab another stage one person for a really loud noise thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. Bring them in. All right. Uh, Let me check a thing real quick. I think you're going to need to roll a d6 for me real quick. I need a d6. I got you. Uh, Here we go. That's the family that's been rolling well so far. Three. Three. Okay, cool. Uh, Then roll a 1d4. One. One? Okay. Uh, what is your third stat? Dexterity. Lose one. Permanently. Oh. I need my hands, man. I'm a doctor. <laughs> also, give you me a sanity your check. Your hands explode. For helplessness. Okay. And then with the other stage one patient, I would have gone juice and suggestion of... Repeating noise. MRI noise. Just the noise? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No results. Then I would show the <laughs> How many stage one patients do you have left, by the by? I pro- actually, probably not many, because they probably have moved to stage two, a bunch of them, and one of the worst stage one are now stage no, question mark. technically have You've, you've got, like, I think three. You've got Isabella, Begay. So I can tell you the radiologist, the nurse, and then one random person that you picked. Radiologist stage one got MRI'd. The nurse got MRI'd. Senior nurse practitioner got MRI'd. She was the first one. Mm-hmm. And then a random... You probably should have chosen medical personnel. Gave them priority. Well, let's say you put Isabella Begay through the MRI. She okay. was also stage one. She's a registered nurse. Okay. I got an 82 out of 70. 82 out of 70? That's cool. Uh, you lose a point of sanity, and your hands explode. Hmm? But you no longer have the parasites in your brain. That point from helplessness, because holy crap, you were sick. And couldn't do anything as somebody threw you in a large metal tube, fried your brain, and cured you. Oh, God, that hurt. <laughs> cured! <laughs> Congratulations. You're cured. It's the cure for wellness, guys. Oh, no. Oh, guess what? 
Bucko. These suits don't do nothing. I know. <laughs> That's a sanity check for everybody. Yeah. Well, you've already you've already found that. I've already found. Yeah. That's unnatural for the two of you. For that shouldn't be a thing. That's a failure. Yeah. Wait. And this this one's at half. I mean, so this fifteen is... of a. Half 90. of 69. Nice. Yeah, you're good. 34. I got a 90. That's a failure. Okay. I, 1d4 is your loss, and you just lose one, Robert. Because that ain't right. Ooh. All right. It, it ain't. So, a 64. So, we have a quick, sloppy, functional stage one... Like we can keep people if we can, if like we can do this to stage one people we can keep them from getting to stage two, yep. Unless they get reinfected. Yep. And at least hopefully if we can keep them out of the room of like I, at this point I've just been keeping the people that have gone through the MRI in, in the, the MRI room. <laughs> yeah. And you've been noticing as the time has gone on that like it is honestly probably more stressful for them to be sitting on their hands doing nothing. I don't care. They're not sick and dying. <laughs> we should let the medical staff help. They're just going to get sick again. So what? You're running out of medical staff. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I would give them the warning that we have that there's no reason for them to wear any sort of quarantine suit because it doesn't matter. These things just happen. Cool. They take that knowledge not very well. Well. <laughs> uh, most of them keep the suits on, either not fully trusting what I'm not wearing said. Um, from the CDC. <laughs> <laughs> if the people from the CDC aren't wearing a suit, <laughs> still don't trust it. It's the medical professionals. If it makes them feel better, yeah, then fine. <laughs> and I would also let all of them know, like, hey, if you start experiencing those symptoms, you know what to do. Sooner rather than later. Jump in that MRI machine. <laughs> Let's just keep it running 24 7. going to start smoking in <laughs> So now we need to figure out from where these things came. <laughs> yep. You got plenty of data to dive into, and you've got a, a and new block to spend some time digging into things. Do any of us? I guess I have persuaded. We probably need to quarantine the city. H- how? Like the all the all the. The, the potentially all of the means of quarantine are, are useless. But if but we don't know how long the range is on whatever the hell sort of thing this is. If they no, we like, don't, but like physical uh, uh, obstacles don't work. That's true, but like physical proximity needs to be a thing for these things. Like, how do you know? I don't, but that's what we have to go off somewhere so if we can at least keep people from leaving this town. Well, if you contact the sheriff. I guess it's not. I guess it's not going to hurt to keep them all here, but really, what we need to be doing is like encasing this hospital in like six inches of lead. <laughs> I will also point out the public is still unaware of what's going on. That's true. We do. If we As people get sick, there. some people don't go to the hospital; they just die. Some people go. Local hospital sucks. I'm going to the next town over. Oh, good. Or, yeah, some people just die. Oh, good. Like, remember the human element. Even if you take care of the hospital, there's still a good chance the fire is burning out there. Yeah, like, 
we need to focus on finding a way to stop this. It, it's too late to stop it from spreading. Well, but no, but we can stop it from leaving it, the town. It can always spread further. Yeah, if we can as, stop it from leaving the CDC, town. CDC, that's something you know. Like, and worst worst case scenario, we lose 5,000 people, and that sucks, but it's the town. Yeah. The, the thing is, we don't know if this has already got beyond the bounds of the town. Nope, but we could try to minimize risk. Oh. He's right. If it's already should we, ask, uh, should if, we ask our boss about this? Yeah, I think that's probably a good probably a good idea. Okay. Run it by her first. All right, so you're going to call up by Doctor Marholm. Yep. Marholm. Doctor Stacy Marholm. Mm-hmm. She answers the phone. Yes, we think we need to quarantine the city, town thing. Town. Yes, <laughs> I. You're looking at Hudson's Well. You're not too far from Winslow and Flagstaff, and Flagstaff is a short drive from Phoenix. You made that drive. Yeah. All it's going to take is somebody spreading that. Yep. Whatever it is you found. Speaking of which, what have you found? Because that's what you're going to need to convince people of this quarantine. I'm glad you're making this call. A brain-eating parasite that can't be suited against. Let's go with that. All right. Um, like, a if that's the case, a hazmat suit does nothing. These things just functionally teleport. All right. Uh, if if that's the case, um, what are we what are we talking about in terms of what this thing does? I would walk through the symptoms. I'll let her know what we've learned from the experiments with the MRI. It seems to kill them, but it also dissolves the gray matter in which they were residing. Jesus Christ. Um, and that's not a matter of airborne or touch or whatever. It's a matter of teleportation. Look, I... Ignore the transmission vector. Even even if that is what's happening. If, if this is on speakerphone, you can see me like... <laughs> I, I'm assuming conference call. Yeah, this yeah. is a conference or call. Or speakerphone. Because yeah. I, I don't say anything, but yeah, I'm like, just like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> Look, I, I can work with what this does. I can use that to provide you with whatever extra boost you need, but you speak for the CDC. Mm-hmm. This is a rapidly progressing, rapidly spreading thing that... You being there in person is going to be much more impactful than a phone call. You'll get better results. You'll be able to explain intricacies. I can't leave because I can't guarantee I don't have the thing. Take whatever precautions you need. Use your little MRI jump to see if that works before you leave. I'll go. I'll go. Just whatever you gotta do. Hope it to the MRI. Disinfect, scrub me down, whatever it takes. I won't get out there. I'll drive over there and take care of this. Thank you. Look, top of the list, I would say, would probably be the sheriff. Okay. Locking down the roads is the best place to start. From there, I leave it up to you. But the governor's available and the general populace, the more they know, the less this spreads. <clears throat> Because knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have to tell them the whole story. 
Don't tell them about the teleporting. Yeah, thing. leave the teleporting out. Give them the basics. Let them understand what they're up against. And when you come up with a remedy, hit them again with the results. So we need someone to talk to the sheriff, and we need somebody to go on whatever the local emergency news channel is. You've got access to some of that. I mean, I assume I can take care of both of those things. Okay. Because yeah. if I'm meeting with the, the sheriff and the mayor, like so, can, we would run you through MRI, and then have you go do your thing. We still need to figure out what the hell these things actually are. Before you finish divvying up activities, I also need to let you know some activity I was made aware of. Apparently on Monday the 19th, there was a brownout. Happened in the, uh, and she gives a location that you realize you called near that area. (coughs) Wait, what? Where the initial old lady died, where the three girls were going to visit. The cafe? The Kiert house. Oh, the the older lady, yes. Yeah. Uh, not not the sixty nine year old. Nice, but no, no, the other slightly one. younger. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so so but so still, it was same. a brownout in that neighborhood or at that house. In that neighborhood, okay. uh, that block had some pretty heavy fluctuations around eleven thirteen a.m. Was localized to a substation in that area. You might be able to track it further from there. I don't know if this is going to be useful to you, but if what you said about teleportation is legitimate... So that was on the 19th, so that would have been Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Monday the 19th. The day before we... Well, I thought Tuesday was the 19th because... Tuesday the 20th. Wednesday is the 21st. Tuesday yeah. the 20th. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, at 1900, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, 1900. Okay, so... Happened at 11, 13 a.m. Monday the 19th. Yep. It affected the eastern half of Hudson's Well, but it seems like they were able to track it at least to that part. Um, You'd need to go to the substation and talk to people there if you want to track it any further, but again... Unless you see any reason why this is going to be valuable, I'm just providing information. You say teleportation, I think quantum mechanics, quantum tunneling, electricity works on a quantum level. Who is this lady? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, seriously. Yeah. Like, she's a she's a doctor. She's the assistant director of the Emergency mm-hmm. Operations Center. She's not a quantum physicist. physicist. Why the hell is she? She's she's with Delta Green, is what. (laughs) Yeah. Should we take a stress test because this woman knows all this stuff? No. All right. It's just unusual. It's it's unusual, and it's her like trying to connect dots. So do you want to? I suppose you and I can go through the MRI again and then go to the substation. I went once. I'm not feeling bad. I don't think I need to go again. <laughs> Look, everybody gets an MRI every hour on the hour. <laughs> it's just to be sure that we're clean before we leave. There's Tell just the like problem a, you know what? There's just you like can a, leave. I'll stay here. There's basically like a slip and slide that's in the MRI, and people just like <laughs> just shoot through. It's just always on. All right, so the two of us get it. MRIs, and then I'm going to the substation. Okay, MRI spins up. Feeling okay? MRI spins up for you. You're doing fine. Okay. Good. Good. And then, yeah. All right. So, 
You've got two vehicles. Are you going to divide and conquer? Yep. Okay. I think that's the that's the best thing because it's good in the time pressure. So, in terms of what we're dealing with, sounds like you want to investigate the brownout mm -hmm. with the substation. You're looking at quarantining the city, mm -hmm. which will be bureaucracy or law test with the local sheriff. Okay. And then... All right. What's left for me to do? I mean... Are these, under, can, are these under research notes as well, or are these things that were... Or are they just actions? Actions. Okay, yeah. so we're not paying for the, don't need to jump. For the next set. Yeah. Uh, you can definitely still examine the infection. You haven't really burnt out your options there. There's still, uh, every now and again, new bodies, new material to look at, cell cultures from people who are still alive, and we still have blood work, all that kind of stuff that you can look at. So you're not limited there. Okay, so let's go with that. You can uh, uh, theorize a treatment. Apparently we already have a trick <laughs> to just shove people in an MRI. <laughs> it ain't great, but... It, it sucks, but it, it is what it is. I, I, I don't think we have enough for that right now. Yeah, but just to let you know what is available. Um, okay. If that's done with a group, then there is a group bonus of 20% to the roll. For a theorizing act. For theorizing a treatment. Well, we'll, we'll do that when we get back. Yeah. <laughs> um, examining the infection. Uh, treating victims. You can effectively try to keep people on life support. Uh, you can still go through the victim or victim's belongings, which I would put as uh, part of studying data. Um, yeah, and I, uh, inside here, that's about it. Um, you could call out to the, uh, well, they won't be operating at this hour, but the uh, Kanchika Cafe, as well as potentially other family members um, for the interview victims and families. I'm not really a researcher, so I think I'll go with the, what was the first one again? Examining, uh, Interviewing victims and families? No. Examining the infection? Yeah, I think that was what I Okay. You said that that still had the uh, stuff to... Yeah, there's still things you can learn there. Okay. Because we still don't actually know what this is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Orders from beyond space-time. I'm telling you. Or local. <laughs> Who says they have to be beyond? <laughs> All right. So, uh, let's start with examining the infection, then. Okay, medicine? Mm-hmm. Medicine or science biology or science microbiome. 50 out of 60. Nice. Okay. All right. Uh, so after what you've heard, you spend a little bit of time running a bit more experimentation to try to figure out, okay, what are we dealing at in terms of distances? Mm -hmm. So you set up cell cultures and whatnot, blood, and uh, some of the uh, leftovers you have to run some experiments and find out. Uh, after doing a thorough examination of a victim's neurological system, you find that the microbe, which had, uh, which can vanish, now has appeared in the patient's spinal column, nearly a meter away from where it disappeared. That seems to be the upper limit you've been able to discover. Okay, a meter. Now give me a luck check. <laughs> On one hand, they can only teleport a meter. On the other hand, 
they can teleport a meter. God damn it! Fifty-one. Fifty-one. Cool. Just above. That's that's not telling at all. <laughs> cool. And Mars, we have our money. <laughs> so many of us. All right. So that, don't won't that won't that cause serious issues? Just going through an MRI over and over and no, over. No, I get again. MRIs all the time. It's fine. Okay. Well, I'm just, you don't get one like every hour. But the yeah. MRI is not like going to cause any damage. Okay. I, yeah, just, yeah like, I, I I'm trying to think what long term could be. like. There actually are some research, like real research, showing that there could be positive benefits for certain uh, neurological presentations hmm. to uh, long term presentations. That is, to, that's very interesting. I didn't know that. Um, I'd wonder if it's the radio waves or the magnetic fields that are. I think it's the magnetic fields. That makes sense, yeah. Cool. Alright. You make your way out to Arizona Electrical Services. Um, most of your time is spent traveling for this. Okay. But. Uh, you're able to approach the substation in question. I, you had, or uh, yeah, uh, you approach the substation and like things are running, but it's four in the morning. Nobody's mm-hmm. there. Sure. By now it's like six in the morning. Nobody's there. But there's sun, so I can see. Yep. Do I? Uh, would that be a search? I suppose. To just see if there's anything obviously visually wonky in this area? Sure. There might not be, but... Yeah. That's a negative Knight Rider. That's a 48 out of 40. 48 out of 40? Okay. 48 out of 40. You do some looking around and you can tell... Okay, yeah, they've recently had some like minor repairs and replacements. You're noticing a couple of burnt-out parts, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um... You're also able to pick up that uh, they've got a uh, local number there for, like, who to contact. So you could definitely call somebody. I would do that. Okay. Uh, I would imagine it's going to take me until 8. Yeah. Takes a, it doesn't take long. You get the answering machine and here. Uh, operating hours are between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Um, you can call for an appointment. Um, and aside from that, they walk you through a lot of the regular of, you know, blah, blah, blah. phone menus when you call. Since I have, like, four, I'm here, I go to the lady's house. Okay. So that'll probably be your next hour. Yeah. But I believe this is our last of the wakeful hours. And we start pushing tiredness now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I did have coffee. That'll buy you an extra block. I have been willing to abuse stimulus. That might get you more than yes, water <laughs> block. Well, well, what about your character? <laughs> oh, well, she probably wouldn't. She's a doctor. <laughs> or would they? As they know, they'd be like, oh, it's safe. I can, I can medically do it properly. <laughs> Doctors actually would be the best to know just how much they can push their body before bad things can happen. Sure. All right. And we will move on to containment. Okay. So, what's your tactic? As yeah, it's a it's a little bit early, but 
uh, my tactic in terms of what? How are you getting in contact with okay, the sheriff? Right. Yeah. Um, I am... There's got to be a skeleton staff at the police station. Yeah. To forward any, like, to, to handle calls at any hour of the day. There's got to be yeah. somebody there. There's a trooper there. Yeah. I'm going to head there. I'm going to get a hold of this trooper. I'm going to convince him of the urgency of the situation in a calm manner, okay. not a hysterical one, and try to get, like, at the very least, I need to get the sheriff on the phone and then get him here. So you're not going to mm-hmm. mention teleportation? I haven't That's planned on it. <laughs> yeah. What part of teleportation is calm? Yeah, so through the trooper, I'm going to get him to come. Even if he has to, like, show up in his fucking PJs, Mm -hmm. he's going to be here at the sheriff's office, and then I'm going to explain to him, like, you need to set up some roadblocks. You need to do it in a calm, calm, staggered manner so that it looks like um, maybe, like, road maintenance or some kind of, like, wildlife thing, but not, like, everybody deploying all at once. Um, and then I like then I ask him how I can talk to the mayor. <laughs> All right, I so I guess give me like persuasion or something for calling the sheriff in. Okay. Um, wh- how exactly are you trying to convince him of the ur- or convince this trooper of the urgency loudly? Um, first of all, I'm going to like. I'm going to lead with the fact that I'm from the CDC, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> if, I, if I'm here, it's already too it's late. It's already <laughs> probably too late, but let's try it. Anyway. <laughs> okay. I, I'll give you a 20% bonus on that. That's 60, then. Okay. Uh, four. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you get a quick, snappy response of, of course, I'll bring him in. You can have a conversation. Work things out. Um, Deputy, I... Yeah. Deputy Thomas is there, who uh, helps pass that information along. Gets uh, County Sheriff uh, Darren Romo on the horn. Brings him in. Romo. Most of your time, unfortunately, is spent waiting for him to arrive. Sure, yeah. As he is the uh, county sheriff. Um, but while while we're waiting, I want to ask that trooper, mm-hmm. um, like you know, how many like you know hobby horses or whatever you're called do you have? Like the major, you know, like thoroughfares. Like you know, if you were going to coordinate, you know, supposedly, like if we needed to to sort of wall things off, like, what, what are the resources that we have and how would you approach? Okay. I, Deputy Thomas doesn't really have an idea for how at the moment is a little off-kilter, um, but is able to efficiently list off the, is what we've got in terms of barricades. We've got their yeah. uh, classic, like, flashing lights and warning stuff for uh, road work and whatnot that you can deploy. Um, effectively, some of those like mobile Amber Alert kind of things, the little trailers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, runs you through the lot of it. Okay. And yeah, because what? Because as he's doing this, I'm like, and we're waiting. I'm trying to formulate a plan in my head. Like, I want to like as soon as Romo clears the door, I, I want to be like, 
we have a possibility like here's my plan all you have to do is say yes like and you know and get these troopers out there to fill this out but like of course yeah all right yeah moment he opens the door 43 year old darren romo making his way in um has a very serious look mustache and approaches you what am I getting out of bed for I heard uh, CDC so this must be important uh, uh, I'm uh, Dr. Espinosa for the CDC he uh, shakes and like halfway through the shake realizes like should I be shaking your hand and then <laughs> finishes the shake it's fine uh, can we uh, speak privately in their office of course I also get in there and close the door and I'll I'll take a seat to try to like put him at ease. Mm-hmm. Um, um, listen, um, a uh, situation is developing at the Catholic Hospital. Uh, we are currently in the the process of uh, examining a threat that a, a parasite uh, is mm. uh, causing to the general public, and uh, in order to be uh, as quickly responsive and responsible as possible uh, I suggest that we have uh, some of your people uh, start uh, limiting access to uh, in and out of town just to try to maintain uh, the numbers of infected that we have currently all right and just a, 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 a standard precaution just to make sure that uh, if if something does develop further as, as of now it's contained to the hospital, but uh, if it does continue further, then we can limit its its spread. Of course. Uh, give me a bureaucracy or law test. I've got bureaucracy at forty. Okay. So, I since you've got some of your stuff planned out, I'm going to say you can either take your plan as a single point of containment and roll okay. to see if you succeed, um, or you can take a 20% bonus on your roll. I'm going to take that bonus. I think that's more valuable. Okay. So 60 for the bureaucracy. I'm putting the map down. I'm going to mm-hmm. put things here and here. And... Um, one? Okay. <laughs> nice. So we got, that's that's the double zero. Mm-hmm. And then I got a one. So Dang. So one. <laughs> well, continuing on with the uh, landing of crits. <laughs> I guess that is that a crit because it's not technically a double. But I, I guess it is zero one. Yeah, right? I thought zero one and hundred are always critical success and critical failures. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, one of the little tweaks to. I haven't played in a while, so. Yeah. At least it is now, because I know they've they've done other tweaks for it where it's. Uh, <clears throat> Criticals think, are whenever you roll at or below your tens digit on yeah, a scale. Yeah, something like that. If yeah, so okay. Yeah, but the, hey, I'll take it. It's a model of efficiency. Sheriff listens closely, has some excellent suggestions of his own, at three points of containment. Okay, so we're so at that can go in the notes. Okay, so containment three. Yep. Um, Sounds like a good thing. That's this is like four a.m. Yep. <laughs> yeah, four a.m. Uh, Meet, meet the sheriff with sheriff <laughs> containment three plus three containment. You're welcome. 
It was, it was either that or like smoking or diabetes. Or, is that okay? No, I, I knew this character would do that because last time it was a fucking x-ray machine. It's, it's always something, isn't yeah. it? Just need to get away from all the machines. No, to be fair, the MRI machine is keeping you alive. Right now, yes. Yeah, so it was well, the x-ray machine. slowly killing you. So it was the x-ray machine. How do, I'd be curious, yeah. though, if it seems like the parasites always go to a similar place, if there's no brain matter there... It's not that... It's that they're hitting, like, the outside of it is getting destroyed, which means they are getting further and further into core, vital parts of your brain as time goes on. So, yeah, not a good long-term plan. Decent short-term plan. All right. I work for the CDC. Decent short-term plan is how we go. (laughs) Four rolls around... Wait, this will be eight, right? We yeah. started at four, so... Mm-hmm. Eight yeah. o'clock. Eight rolls around. I. You're the only one at the hospital, right? Yeah. Okay, so you've picked up a current batch of who's moved where in terms of stages. Hospitals on fire. Yeah. Um, Ashley Donovan has moved to stage two. Yeah, okay, she's stage two. Got it. Orenthal Kimonos yeah. is stage three. Charles Davis is stage three. He's three. Louis. Totsi? Totsi? Yeah. Totsi? Yeah. Tried to go Japanese on that, and the no, that's T like, didn't work. Yeah. That's like an African name or something? That could be, yeah. Totsi? Or whatever. Three? Yep. I. Craig Amberlin, three. Craig Amberlin is a three. Okay. Tate Willard has died. Not Tate Willard. <laughs> and Fritz Strickland has also died. Fuck. Dr. Strickland is dead. Well, good. <laughs> good for you. All right. Those are the updates you get. So, shit. Like, so the the original people mm-hmm. who are like primarily working at the time that this infection happened are dead now. Yes. <laughs> Not yeah. good. We've lost that data. <laughs> you have been cycling through some of the nurses and doctors who are currently on duty anytime they start coming down with symptoms. Most of them are dead. Yep. Those that are left are effectively on a MRI loop. Yeah. It's not great, but it's keeping them working for the time being and keeping them alive. Yeah. That being said, ward's starting to clear out. I believe oh, your, nice. your stage one ward is empty. So much room in here, practically. <laughs> yeah, I think stage one ward is actually empty at this point. Um, there's okay. a single person in stage two, I think. Maybe a couple more. It's getting there. We have a sort of kind of cure for stage one. Sort of kind of. The the best kind of. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think you've got two people in stage two right now. Um, 
The rest are in stage three or dead. Yeah. Coffee, you're good for I this time around. Coffee, so coffee okay. you're good for this time around. Will you imbibe in the coffee or harder drugs? Just you coke. <laughs> yeah. Do some coke off of Dr. Strickland's body. <laughs> Do some coke in the MRI. So odds coffee, even something stronger. Cool. Coffee. Cool. All right. You but like this, the good stuff. Like I, you get Irish coffee. Ooh. <laughs> Irish coffee with Irish cream. Both inexplicably are just bourbon. <laughs> Sounds about right. Irish great. So we gonna do like a conference call to kind of touch base. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, good news is I found out that the distance on these things that can teleport is about one meter. Okay. Okay. Bad news is that's about all I found out. That alone is, uh, if you if you can confirm that, that's that's great news. Uh, because that effectively limits its spread, provided that we can concentrate the infected in one area. That that maintains it to a building. Yes, but we still don't know who's got it in town. If anybody's got out, well, I, I I spoke with the sheriff. Uh, they are setting up a containment wall right now. They are cutting off. Uh, ins and outs into uh, Hudson's well. So, uh, at the very least, we can start uh, examining the, uh, the what uh, the population. Yeah, that's good. What do you find out? Part of the problem with that one meter thing being nice is the three little girls that died were going door to door, and so I'm on my way to the older woman's house who was one of the few people that they encountered on that trip to we see suspect that this old woman was uh, patient zero possibly yeah related to the brownout that our liaison mentions so if they go to door to door they interact with this woman and then they head to the cafe Has if i got the timeline right i don't know if they went to the cafe so far lines up yeah assuming yeah they went to the cafe after i then we have obvious you know, people are packed into the cafe within within a meter of each other. Yes. Yes. So this old lady, who is presumably dead at this point, but her house, there's got to be something. Well, check it out. See if you can find anything. Wait, let me, uh, I'm going to... Let me get someone from the sheriff's department to go with you, just in case uh, there's some issue about uh, jurisdiction or you need support. You don't tell me you don't want cops to. No, it's more of a matter just they are supposed to follow the rules and if I want to do something to find out information <laughs> send a cop it's probably Are you going to plan on torturing the wait You're with the CDC Yeah, send a cop mm-hmm. If I don't want him in there I'll just tell him that it's infected and he'll die <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's as simple as it is This 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 fucking like small, like small ass town Arizona trooper is just gonna be like, well, shit, yeah, I'm not going in there. <laughs> All right, that way at least it looks like we've tried to do things that. <laughs> Done by the book, yeah. All right, I uh, so for the eight to noon, what's the plans? I'm going to a lady's house. Okay, investigating. Yep. 
the uh, what's the name? Kiert House. Kiert. Kiert. Yeah. K e y r t. Yep. Right. Yeah. Okay. So Kiert House. Yep. How's it to you? Um, with the new knowledge that I know, do can I do anything more with trying to treat uh, stage three? Yes, you can help keep some of the people in like stage three alive. Um, it's effectively still going to be that plus twenty percent. Mm-hmm. Um, if you end up with your like theory of a treatment and get that figured out, then that could be extremely helpful. Okay, so I'll do that. Okay. So, a theory of treatment, which well, will be a medicine check. I thought we was going to do that, the theory of treatment, all mm-hmm. together. You can do it by yourself. If you do it as a group, you get a plus 20% to it. Uh, right That's now, I'm just trying to treat people alive. Okay, yeah. uh, treating victims, then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know, can you conference call a theory of treatment? I, for long-distance travel, sure, but that's your action, traveling. And then, what was your plan? Uh, well, if I get, you know, I got a significant amount of containment from just interacting with the sheriff. I don't think I need to bother the mayor about this right now. Uh, geez. Um, I'm going to rendezvous with Dr. Jester at the house because they're going to need probably going to need my expertise in terms of the epidemiological side of this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so looking yeah. for points and outbreaks and if I'm already at the sheriff's department I can get a trooper to drive me there so that we can True. be there yeah. at the same time can investigate location or no I'll take I'll take the car but I can get him to follow to follow yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so you don't leave the vehicle behind yeah all right we will start with the medicine check. So it's still plus 20%? Yep, still plus 20. You've learned a lot, but you still don't know a lot in terms of like treatment. Okay, 34. 34. 80. Nice, okay. Yeah. Uh, you're definitely spending some time in there doing your best to keep people from dying. Thumbs up. You were treating stage three again? Yeah. Was that a success? Yes. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't hear the, uh, the number. Yeah. So what what was the what was the categorization for the four to eight block Chester? What what did you do? That is when I mm-hmm. drove over to where the old ladies area is at and checked out the substation. Most of it was a drive. Is yeah. there like a phrase for that? Or? I think it's just investigate substation. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I'll just put that down. 
Yeah, investigating the brownout for brownout for short. That was a neutral <laughs> moot. Yeah, effectively. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then, what did you do? I'm sorry. Last turn. Um, yeah. I uh, uh, investigated the. The oh, the, the, the distance. The distance. Yeah, 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 yeah. The examining the infection. Yeah, yeah examine infection. Transmission. That was a success. Mm -hmm. Okay. Meeting of the sheriff. Entertainment. Success. Cool. Okay. So, it's the old lady's house. So the two of us going to the old lady's house, what, what, is, what is the, in terms of categories? Uh, Kirch residence. So it's just like investigation? Yeah, it's investigation. Yeah. And at this point, I think would be a good time to pause for the time being. All right. Close to midnight. Probably, yeah. But I would put you, I mean... You found a way to prevent a good number of deaths with the MRI. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> it's taken its toll in other ways, but it's... Yeah. Hey, they're injuries, they're not fatalities. True. But they are brain injuries. So yeah. On the list of injuries, that's pretty dumb. You know there, what I mean? There is there's bad death. Again. death is another brain injury. We prevented that one. <laughs> Oh, well, sure, on the list of injuries, death is at the top, <laughs> but brain damage is really close after that. It's like a second or third place. <laughs> at least. At least. Yeah. <laughs> if not, like, tied. For me, actually, I think that'd be worse than that. What, brain damage? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It'll be awful. I've made my wife very aware that if I ever suffer a TBI, that she needs to put me on suicide watch. I promise to murder you first. <laughs> As a gift. In a Kevorkian act of mercy. Helping me exercise my right to die? Yes. Yeah, you have a right to die. And I will help you exercise it. <laughs> if a friend can't help you die, then what are friends? At, at any point, regardless of any legal language, or even you telling me that you don't want to die. <laughs> I will help you cross that threshold. <laughs> because I care about it. So really, D&D &D is just your version of Dexter, where it's going to you to exercise your homicide obligation. <laughs> no, because honestly, in all of the games that I've run, very few people have died. That's yeah, true. and one of them was my fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's, mm. let's be clear, okay? <laughs> that's my... Uh, okay, that's what we Questions, comments, suggestions on this one? Oh, uh, this one's pretty fun. Awesome. I've, I've liked it so far. It, it's interesting working with the four, four block, uh, four hour block. Mm -hmm. I, I like the organization they build into it, and also that, like, personally from reading through it, I'm like, I love how organized and focused they push the players. So it's not like, things are going crazy, what do you do? Yeah. It's like, here's what we recommend in terms of, like, CDC procedures, 
you're still free to be like, no, I don't want to do anything on that list. I want to do something else, and then you can work within your framework to see what that is. But it, it really, it really does a. I think because of those mechanics, because of those organizational stuff, puts it good, puts you in the good space of like really trying to inhabit as CDC protocol and everything like that, mm -hmm. and trying to like do crisis response. But at the same time, I feel like that focus on mechanics and those sort of protocols and everything starts to sap away uh, the opportunities for the characters to have like, personal time and like emotional reactions to these things and also for just like weird delta green shit to happen but, like there's a it's, there's a weird like the in the stakes are high but the intensity is low no. does that make sense yeah yeah and it, I think part of that is just like they give you some options to like ramp things up at the yeah. hospital um, and have you dealing with more of like escaped patients yeah. and panic and stuff um, I think given yeah given the chance to continue this I would probably personally look into that a bit more because I know as I was running it a bit fast in the hopes of well they hit the MRI early maybe they'll finish it Right. But no, this is this is definitely a two session. It's, it's a little denser, yeah. 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 Well, the thing I personally like is about it is usually at the beginning of these things, I have no clue what I should be doing. Yeah. But like I said, the immediate focus was something where I'm like, that's kind of a nice change of pace. Yeah. From some of the others where it's yeah. just open investigation, um, it makes it a good starting scenario for players as a result. Yes, because I'm not the most investigative player anyway, so... Although, if it is a starting scenario, it has to be... It doesn't seem like a campaign starter, because you're all sort of locked into this CDC-like mm -hmm. role, so... Yeah, it's it sounds a lot more like a good one-off for it. Um, sure, yeah. They legitimately, at the end, have some, like, here's what happened, or what might happen to characters at the end of it, and depending on how you go through it and what you learn... Doors may open or close. Well, yeah, but that 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 seems more like at the like, end of Stand by Me, where they're like, yeah. you know, they died in Vietnam or mm -hmm. or whatever. But like, like a nice postscript. But like at best, you're getting maybe one of your people going, "I want to play this character again," which yeah. maybe, yeah, and and that I think would come down to which the people is fine. playing. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it, it. This is probably a good scenario for like people, people who. Like, like, enjoy Call of Cthulhu, like the same sort of investigative, sort of high stakes sort of mm. thing, but they haven't tried Delta Green yet. Mm. And so, mm. getting that experience of like, no, there's a sense of like, there's a sense of like organization and protocol and like dire things happening and trying. The sense of containment, I think, mm. is present in both systems' adventures, but in Delta Green, it's that much more palpable. That like things are spiraling out of control and very Rapidly, quickly. Yeah, you need to contain. This. Whereas it was a Call of yeah. Cthulhu is like like you're in the dark for really a large portion of the adventure, and then like the last twenty minutes, you get your mind blasted. Mm. You know. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Teleporting parasites. <laughs> that's what you 